What's up, everybody? It's the Common Chaos Podcast once again, back in your life. Um, hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. Hope you guys have had a, uh, a wonderful day, wonderful week, ready for the weekend, ready for whatever's to come. Uh, I know I am. Got, got a lot of stuff coming up. I'm going to be doing an episode later this week. Uh, and then I'm going to be off for like oh, like a week and a half because I'm getting my wisdom teeth pulled. So that'll be fun. Um, anywho, before we get into it, I got to let you guys know that, hey, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Fight Back CBD. Fight Back CBD is a company based out of Austin, Texas, and they are probably one of the most prominent CBD companies here in Austin. Uh, I know that you guys can literally get CBD anywhere nowadays, and I know it's all the rave and all the jazz to be a part of, and everybody's got a CBD sponsor, and everybody's out here repping it because it's legal now. Um, but Fightback CBD is a little bit different. Fightback CBD uh, is a company that focuses on uh, really pushing to give back to the the community that they're involved with, and it doesn't necessarily uh, have to be like the jujitsu or or uh, or athletic community or sports community, which they are very well ingrained in here in Austin. But it's you know they're really out here trying to help anybody and everybody, and they've got a great message. Uh, I don't want to butcher it, and I do have Justin, uh, who is the creator of Fightback CBD, or owner, founder. Uh, he's going to be here in the studio sometime in February to just talk about his product, talk about uh, the campaign that they're running to try to get people uh, just invested in themselves and invested in their community and really just strive to be, uh, you know, uh, something to something to, to, to seek. And uh, he's got a great message behind his story. He's got a great message behind his product. And the product is phenomenal. Uh, I use Fightback CBD whenever I train, uh, whether it be jiu-jitsu, weightlifting, um, just cardio day, whatever it is, yoga. I, I try to use CBD as often as I can. It helps with inflammation. It helps with uh, with ligament and muscle soreness. Uh, it helps you relax if you take it at night before you go to bed. Uh, you know, it just kind of helps you unwind, de-stress a little bit. They also have, uh, so they got two different versions. They got a standard version and a night version. Their night version has uh, chamomile and uh, melatonin uh, in it as well. So it's giving you that little extra boost to get some uh, some additional rest and make sure that you're fully recovering. Uh, and for the, being a listener of the podcast, you can actually head on over to fightbackcbd.com and save 20% on your order. Uh, I think they've got both versions available right now, the standard and the night version. I recommend you guys go check them out. They are 100% organic, uh, 100% THC free. And uh, yeah, they're just killing the game out here. They, they sponsor dozens of athletes and uh, they have a reach that uh, expands outside of Austin and hits the entire country and, and, and the entire world. They have athletes uh, performing at, you know, IBJJF Worlds and, and uh, ADCC and, uh, you know, all over the place. I think they're sponsoring a grappling event, uh, submissions on the shore uh, this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, or, or next weekend. Uh, so they're all over the place. And Justin, again, he, he's got a great product and a great message, and I can't wait to have him on so uh, he can share that with you guys. So check them out, fightbackcbd.com. Save 20% using the code CHAOS uh, at checkout. All right, got a good one for you guys today. It's uh, uh, me and my one of my best friends, Alex Assad. We're talking fights. We're talking his upcoming jiu-jitsu tournaments. I say tournaments because he has, uh, I, th- I believe, two officially booked. Working on a third one. This guy's trying to fight three times in February, weekend after weekend after weekend. It's pretty crazy, but he's probably one of them you know, hardest working uh, jiu-jitsu practitioners that I know out here, especially right now, competition mode, he's in the zone, he's training six days a week, two a days if he can, 
Uh, and so we dig into his mindset a little bit going into his, his competitions he has. Uh, and he also, you know, me and Alex are, we're, we're really good friends. So we, we sit back and we shoot the shit. We talked a bunch of fight talk. Uh, we broke down a couple upcoming UFC cards, a couple Bellator cards. Um, I think we give our insight on like the upcoming John Jones fight. We talk about Conor McGregor and Cowboy, obviously, and, and, and the aftermath of that and what's the next move to make there. We just all had an all-around uh, great time, you know, and uh, I, I love Alex because of his perseverance and, and his mindset going into anything he does, whether it be tattooing or, or jiu-jitsu, and uh, he's, just, he's just a murderer, and it was an honor to have him on here and, and hear a little bit about himself and the story and him being able to share it with you guys, I think is, is awesome. Uh, you can go check out Alex at Assad Tattoo on Instagram. And uh, also, I believe, just Alex Assad on Facebook. Uh, he's active on both. He is a tattoo artist here in Austin, Texas. So if you guys are ever in the Austin, Texas area, Atomic Tattoo uh, off of Burnett in North Austin, right around the corner from, from these studios. Um, he is a phenomenal tattoo artist. I have a piece that he did for me on my thigh. And uh, yeah, he's, he's great there. And uh, if you ever get the chance or, or, or want to be in the jiu-jitsu world with him, then he trains out of Vow Jiu-Jitsu uh, here in Austin as well. And yeah, so check him out, Assad Tattoo on the social medias. As always, you can get Common Chaos stuff, commonchaos.net, uh, The Common Chaos on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and then of Brian of Death on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, still giving the still giving the free merch away. If you guys go over to commonchaos.net and sign up for my email list, you get a free shirt and stickers. Uh, just drop the design you want and the size you want in the comments along with your info. You guys are going to get free shit. I appreciate it, everybody who has signed up already. I know I've got a lot of orders to fulfill. They're going out. Uh, so if you've signed up recently, fret no more. They're on their way. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, check us out anywhere your podcasts are found. Leave a review. Give us a like, a share, a follow. Uh, and most importantly, if this is something that resonates with you guys and uh, you know does something for you, then please share it with your friends. Uh, I've had a lot of people recently reach out to me and say, hey, you know, I listened to this episode and I shared it with such and such because I thought they're going to take a lot away from it. Or, hey, you know, this is what I got from that last episode. Really appreciate what you're saying. You know, I take a lot of pride in what I put out for you guys. So I really appreciate your kind words, everything you have to say. Uh, yeah, but without any further ado, that sounds lame as fuck. But yeah, this is uh, Working Class Violence with Alex Assad. I assure you that So I went to a concert, a Backstreet Boy concert, my mom. She, day of, her friend bails, it was our neighbor. And she's like devastated to the point of crying because my mom, for whatever reason, at 45 years old, 46 <laughs> years old, however old she was at the time, biggest Backstreet Boys fan on the planet. Like fucking singing their songs in the living room, dancing, drunk. For whatever reason, my mom was a fucking Backstreet Boy fan. That's cool. And... uh so she's like begging, hey, will you please go? Will you please go? And I'm like, yeah, fine. She's like, I'll buy you concert tickets. I'll buy you like whatever concert tickets you want. Just please go with me. I don't want to go alone. My sister was too young. She was like five, not maybe not even like maybe five or six. For sure not going to a Backstreet Boys concert in like San Diego. Not happening. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, fine, I'll go. 
and so she bought me Metallica tickets, so that was cool. Uh, and like so later that summer, I went and saw Metallica, so that was pretty dope. But while I'm there in San Diego, like it's only two hours from the desert where I was living, and it's the fucking Backstreet Boys, so you know people from like all over the fucking place are gonna be there. So I'm kind of thinking that like on my way down there, I'm kind of like, okay, am I gonna fucking see anybody there? Am I gonna like obviously prepping my demise? Because if anybody fucking sees me at a Backstreet Boy concert and fucking seventh grade in middle school. I'm a dead man. Yeah. Right? That's what's running through my head. Uh, and so we get there. We're waiting in line. She's all super excited. Fucking whatever. And sure enough, I'm fucking standing in line. And I like just happen to like glance over and like look at something. And it's a girl that I'm in my, that's in like three of my classes. And she's fucking dead locking at me in the eyes. She's probably wondering what you were doing there. Oh, dude, the fattest grin on her face, just smiling, fucking, and I just kind of, like, looked at her and, like, looked away real quick, and I was just like, fuck. So the whole entire time that I'm at this fucking concert, I think Pink or somebody opened up to, maybe not Pink, somebody opened up that, like, ended up being fucking super famous. Whole time I'm at this fucking concert, I'm just like, God damn it, dude, what am I going to do tomorrow? (laughs) I got to go to fucking school. (laughs) I'm going to see this bitch in, like, three of my classes. I'm going to fucking, what the hell am I going to do? And so I had her in my second period PE class and we were like lined up on our numbers and like I kind of just like turned and looked at her and I was like, hey, and she's like, I won't say anything. And I was like, clutch, dude. She never said anything. And I was like, cool. And like, didn't even talk about it. Yeah. I mean, she might have said some shit to her friends. I never heard anything about it, but. Did you ask her how she liked it or anything, or just fuck done no, there? son? Fuck no. She said I won't say anything. I didn't say another word about it. I was like, cool. And I turned around, like didn't even pay attention to what was going on. I uh, I ended up having to go see Journey with my mom for the same reasons. Oh, but Journey, I mean, Journey's not bad. I don't I know. Co- I it's cool. I got it. to see Steve Perry. That's how, about it. How old were you? Probably like 12, 13. Yeah. I don't know. Same shit. Maybe a little bit older. Same shit, and I had never really like been to concerts, and so I was like just getting into concerts. I was going to like smaller shows in the desert. Yeah. Bands would come through, uh, but was never like packed house concert craziness. So she's like, "Hey, I'll buy you tickets." I'm like, "All right, cool." And new Metallica was coming up, so it was cool. It was, it was all right. That's cool. You got to you got to recover with the Metallica. Yeah, I felt like it. I felt like it was a recovery. Who knows? I had that girl said some shit, and my whole life could have been over. Was Metallica an arena show back then? Still negative. It was at the uh, the Rose Bowl in L.A. So like ninety thousand people. And you ready for this lineup? Probably yeah. the greatest lineup of all time. Ready? Opener: Mudvayne. Second band: Deftones. Third band: Lincoln Park. What the fuck? Fourth band: Limp Bizkit. Metallica headline. Damn. Summer Sanitarium Tour. Mid-90s? No, 2003. No, oh. 2000... Yeah, 2003, probably. Yeah, I was a freshman. Nice. Freshman... Have you no, seen the... sophomore. Have you know. seen the CarMax commercial with Limp Bizkit? No. Dude, CarMax has a commercial, and they're like, don't buy a car that looks like it's got Limp Bizkit stuck in the CD player as they're... Uh, as Fred Durst is walking across the street, they have to like slam on the brakes. He's great. So Fred Durst sold out Limp Bizkit to CarMax. So like they gave Limp Bizkit a diss on their commercial, and he's all about it. Yeah, like, no doubt getting money for yeah. sure. What else I mean, my buddy do? just went and saw him in L.A. They did like at the Wilburn or something. They did a show, and he fucking recorded the whole thing. He he does like media and stuff for bands or for, I guess, just himself. And he he has, he gets in. 
and went into a Limp Biscuit show. They were killing it. Killing it like it was fucking 1999 all over again. Like it was fucking Significant Other coming out. Is it Buckethead or uh, West Borland in the band? West is back, I'm pretty sure. Cool. Did you know he had like a hand in a bunch of metalcore bands? No. He recorded bass for uh, from first to last second album, Heroin. Awesome. Yeah, he recorded bass on that album. And he also recorded bass on Drop Dead Gorgeous' Hot and Heavy. Or no, 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 no. Uh, Worse Than a Fairy Tale, their second album. It's cool that he's working with those bands. Yeah, I mean... He's in the he's in the fucking in the realm, right? I never listened to the Drop Dead Gorgeous second album. By the time that one came out, I was so over their high pitched like the whininess. Breeze, oh, get out of creamy. here, son! Ugh, I love them. Their third album, Hot and Heavy, is their best album. See, and Didn't then know. so what's his face? The band stopped, right? Danny, the front man, uh, then then went into this band called. Uh, uh, Bleach Blonde, which was cool, like this kind of like Amorosa style, with maybe like a little bit of a heavy little riff to it, but like no screaming at all. And now he does hip hop. Yeah. Damn, so, that's weird. I'm just saying, Alex Assad, what's up, dude? What's up, I'm dude? I'm glad you're coming back. I'm glad that we're fucking doing this finally. It's good to be uh, here. I know, man. We got a lot to talk about, especially, uh, especially the, um, especially like the fights that just happened. You, you have fights coming up. That's the first thing I want to talk about. And I realized I forgot my notes. That's cool. Uh, so give me two seconds. I'll be right back. Keep them entertained. Are they technically fights if we're not punching and kicking each other? I think they're more of a grappling match. I don't know why they're called super fights, but I don't feel pretty super. I feel like I'm me going into a, a grapple fest with somebody else. I like Alex's, uh, what he was saying about the matches. Like he had an interesting take, and I've 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 worked with Adam before, obviously, like Cooper's. So I yeah. don't want to like go down that road and like have it be weird. But I've rolled with both of them too. Adam just invited me out at, at like noon on Thursday to go get some rolls in with them, which is cool. And it's at uh, Brazilian Fight Factory in Round Rock, and I would really like to go there. So uh, that's where Rudy's like doing a lot of his training at too. Nice. Who I guess he's affiliated with. Yeah. So you're trying to do three matches in February. Yeah, I was going to do submission challenge. Ixnain it. If I get the fight to win, I will, because I feel like that warm up tournament might fuck me up for. What's the warm up tournament? Well, submission challenge, which is not a warm up tournament at all. Like I'm not warming up for anything. I'm gonna have hard matches, but I don't know if it would be smart to take a tournament the weekend before a super fight and then like another super fight the next weekend 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 right yeah okay so, so you've already got february 15th at sub fc i have that one for sure for sure for sure that's the one that uh stranger's fighting on there's yes. a bunch of people fighting on that yeah one. a bunch of people it's you, gonna be stacked alex stranger i know obviously adam's fighting uh did did chop ever get a fight i know you were supposed to go chopper has a fight in the yeah. gi uh artem that i train with his, yep, yep, yep. he has a match that should be good he's going against uh bandit two or no david no mm-hmm. he doesn't have a match I don't know why, but people just leave him out of booking him matches. Like, he applies for everything and doesn't get anything. Harry's vicious, dude. He is. Harry's like, vicious. He's one of my favorite rolling partners. Dang. He's heavy. He's wrestler. The he's technical. The story about him and Tim Kennedy's made its way around. So yeah. So, people know him for that. Yeah. I mean, hey. He's dude, good, dude. He's good. He's real good. I wish I could be there. I was listening to people talk about, like, Tim Kennedy yelling at people and freaking out from, like, time to time at Cooper's just by people being dumbasses to Tim Kennedy. Like not knowing him when trying to roll too hard or something where he just like oh, shuts yeah. them down. Oh and yeah, lets them know their place stuff like that. He probably gets fanboys too. He probably gets probably. people in there that are fucking. I was intimidated. 
dude i was like okay you got to roll with him right I, yeah and you what fucking was it like me. yeah uh <laughs> feeling like uh you could die at any moment like he's no doubt a murderer yeah no doubt i'm mean, I mean, not a murderer but he's killed. trained killer he's he killed fucking before with his bare hands probably kill anybody mm-hmm. so there was that <laughs> i wasn't doing shit obviously like i was just on getting smashed the whole time oh, i mean it's 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 i mean he was cool i i i also rolled with him at on it a couple of times and i mean i get it he probably gets just a lot of weirdos yeah i can see that to fucking talk to him yeah I, i've never seen tim kennedy in person I mean, he's fucking i'm guessing he's huge and i hear don't try to heal hook him and you'll be good can you heal hook him is that possible i don't know i, I doubt that i can do anything to tim kennedy so uh i can get smashed by him that's about it Sub FC, I don't really know your opponent, so we can talk all the shit we want. I don't really know about my opponent. He doesn't even live in Austin. He's from the Valley, and uh, I think his name is Jay. Okay. Maybe Ray. I think it might be Ray. Ray or Jay. I hope it's not Ray Jay. (laughs) But, you know, he's probably a nice guy. You know, I've I've crapped on his Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. He's won some medals at tournaments, stuff like that, but I'm not counting him out. He's a purple belt. Oh, really? Yeah. So Mm. it should be a tougher opponent, you know. I don't know how I got matched. I mean, up. you're right there, though. Yeah, you're about to strap away. I mean, I'm not stressing it at all. I'm I'm taking it as another roll. I roll six, seven days a week if I can. Dude, and you're smashing too. Like you're fucking nonstop, dude. I don't I don't see anybody that can fucking fuck with you right now. I'm trying to be honest. I'm trying how to much be... you're training. Just don't burn yourself out. I feel like that's probably the only thing that could happen that might deter you a little bit. But just don't let that happen, and you're good. Yeah, I don't see that happening at all. Like I'm full force <laughs> two or three times a day if I can. If I'm not lifting and doing jiu-jitsu, if I have to work, then I'll go to work. If I have the day off, I'm doing jiu-jitsu twice and lifting in between there. Uh, I won't do a really heavy lift, something light, something... Yeah, keep yourself maintained. Yeah, but still lifting weights, moving shit, 185, 200, what I, like, right around what I weigh. I've come to the conclusion with, I, I probably, lifting heavy is probably not worth it unless you are trying to bulk. Yeah. I think that's, you know, you can do moderate, and when I say moderate, I'm thinking like 50 to 75% of your max, 80% of your max, like that's a moderate weight, right? Uh, you're not like, creeping into like that 85, 90% percentile range, burning yourself out too much, tearing up your muscles too much. I feel like if you yeah. can kind of stay within that nice, healthy range, your body stays intact a little bit more, stays a little bit more mobile, a little bit more usable. You yeah. can probably eat a little bit better too. You don't have to worry about mm-hmm. fucking having to eat too much so you're bulking up or having to not eat enough because you're trying to cut. Yeah. Especially when you're cutting, lifting heavy is not the. My the body is thing. fluctuating from like 183 to 186. My match is at 185. So either way, like the way I'm eating right now is really, really good. I'm intermittent fasting. You're at 185 is the match? Yeah, it's at 185. And the other day I was at 180, like on the point. So I, I have so much room to play with with my weight. Weight to gain almost? Yeah, like I'm not messing around with it, especially it's the day after Valentine's Day. I'll probably just skip that Friday of Valentine's Day, take Jamie out for a nice dinner after my match or something, win some of that, use some of that victory money. So, where do you stand to win? You stand to win some good money, or do you uh, know? I think I get half of my ticket sales. So I gotta and get one from you too. So awesome, thank you. And then I, uh, I get a. I get winning money. I think there's a, a bonus for Probably quickest submission of the night. Oh, quickest. Okay. So I think it's like a hundred dollar bonus too. Any restrictions you to holds or leg locks? Are you restricted in any way? Not that I see. You just going guns blazing, huh? Yeah. I think my game right now is really different. So like I have videos and stuff out there. Even if he watches my fight to win match with Chris, that's not going to be what I'm yeah. going to go in at. He has no idea what I'm going in at. I'll post stuff on Instagram. 
I'll post a move, a submission I get or whatever, but I think people just expect me to play leg lock game. And as I say, most of your wins are leg locks, right? Yeah. I mean, you've been but, doing that since you fucking tap out cancer. No, well, you didn't do it there, but yeah, that was all in geese. But yeah. you know, after that, I started training at Val and just mostly became leg lock dominant base game, but I'm so rounded and everything. It's just people give the legs so much, like, Go north, south. I mean, I'll catch you with something else too. Like, I don't really care. Dude, yeah, you're definitely vicious. Definitely Trying vicious. to be, man. Are you gonna do on it again? Yeah, in I April. Do that too. They just announced it. I yep. think that's probably gonna be the first one I'll come back to and that's try to cool. get into. Oh yeah. I think that'll give me a good enough time. At, you know, being at Rudy's, being in a new spot, uh, getting back into like a real heavy routine. I've only been doing like two or three nights a week, if even that. Would you do a masters or adult? I do adult. Cool. I don't like the Masters. I don't like the Masters either. I mean, I will if it's like, if I can do both. Can you do both? You did a couple of divisions last time, right? Last yeah, year? I did both. I got there. I was weighing in. They're just like, no, you're doing both. Are you know? we, we're correct in saying that the Master division is just a suggestion, correct? As far as I know, I believe it is. And the real matches are at the adult because yeah dude i mean you get fucking 40 year old dudes in there that are like the two guys and this is what where this is where my <laughs> argument comes in is you smashed dude at naga last year when we all went to san antonio and that dude was like 38 years old and he was just but he was like a out of shape not into it 38 and then that dude you fucked up at tap out cancer that was like 50 yeah that was completely caught off guard there was Probably another. never trained jiu-jitsu after that because you fucked him up so bad. There was that guy in his 50s at Naga that was talking to me about leg locks and how he's deathly afraid of them. And I thought for oh, sure. Yes. And you got him in it. Yeah, I thought for sure he was fucking with me. I was like, I was going to that match thinking I was about to get heel hooked by a 54-year-old man. Just a master at heel hooks? Yeah, and he just lays on his back and gives me his leg and it was just like. Give me that. It, yeah, it was over with. And he's like, I've never been put in a leg lock like that. And I'm like. Good. It was like a straight ankle from never, standing. Never forget that, bitch. <laughs> but the whole time, he's like, yeah, I'm really afraid of them. We don't train them. I have to do this tournament in order to get oh, my purple belt. he was belt. giving you. He was like, man, don't do this to me, please. Yeah, he was please asking me. And then he just lays on his back, and that's like, his legs are in the air. And I'm like, oh, this is warm-up drills. Cool. I got this. And then after that, he was super nice. You know, everybody that I've competed with has been great. You know, I haven't competed with anybody never asked to fucking strike again boxing nothing no i don't even miss striking yeah i don't miss kicking shit i don't miss showing up and spending hours doing muay thai like i love the sport of it but i'll never forget how to throw a hook or an elbow or yeah i mean any combination yeah yeah so i think that's wasting time for my jujitsu like if i can spend an hour more doing jujitsu instead of an hour striking they don't want to spend an hour doing jujitsu, even if it's just like drilling yeah. uh, or rolling. I don't care. The other day, I ran out of work to get to Cooper's to roll for an hour, run right back to work, and do another tattoo. And it was great, man. I got really good rolls in an hour. Showered, run right back to work. Yeah. Not shaky. Dude, that's Didn't good. Didn't feel like anything happened. <clears throat> that's good, man. It's laser focused. Yeah. I've been really laser focused, especially on this match, because I feel like I'm coming into. I feel like I'm coming into a more mature grappler where I've slowed down a lot and started piecing. You're 100% more controlled. Yeah. It's a complete 180 is to when you started. And I mean, I get it. I mean, fucking Carter, like I was exhausted tonight after class because he's so strong and he's like aggressive because he's like white belt aggressive, you know? So they're just fucking flailing. They're all over the place and he's good. He's definitely good, but it's like exhausting because it's just, fuck, it's. 
I, I remember that. I remember that white belt, like, oh, I got to get out there and fucking torque shit and fucking grab, and oh, I can't let my back get taken, can't let fucking mount, can't mm-hmm. let any of this shit happen, and you get, like, so burnt out and so aggressive, but you also fucking fall into injuries, you also fall into a bunch of other shit, and you were fucking, you were that way when you first started. You were aggro almost yeah. to a point, but definitely, definitely changed change that. I think my team and my coach has helped me change more than anything. Ryan Val is so chill, dude. Dude. It is such a chill environment. The environment of that gym, that room, that small room, the way it is, the way we're all together, the way we all take jujitsu seriously, like a lot of those people are there most days for two days if they yeah, can. Yeah. And it's cool seeing that. Like, excuse me, the white belts there, they're not spazzy, they're not crazy, and they're technical. You know, like the first couple of weeks, you slow them down, you know, get them on the right tracks with Ryan's coaching mm-hmm. and everything that they do, dude, it's technical. It's good. They give me really hard rolls. They catch me with weird stuff. Like I've never been put in so many footlocks by white belts. It's crazy. Dude. So we were talking about that tonight with Carter and, and Rudy. And I feel like I don't necessarily think I like the whole not teaching leg locks till blue belt because now being a blue belt i'm like relearning basic fundamental shit mm-hmm. leg lock style you know trying to get to vows classes is like i'm gonna need to do that more and more i'm gonna have to fucking i'm i think i'm gonna have tuesdays off from like work just because of of, of what i got come, going on and i think that i'm gonna have to do leg locks at vow dude because i just i don't understand it man today and i described it when i was talking to rudy tonight as I feel like I'm putting a puzzle together, but the puzzle's upside down. So I don't see any of the picture. So I don't know what I'm connecting. You know how when you're putting yeah. a puzzle together, you can see the color and you put shit together and you start making the picture and then you know what you're building and you're just looking for pieces at that point. If you do it upside down, you're just looking for shit that fits. And then once you start fitting shit together, you're like, okay, cool. And you kind of like can narrow down what pieces are going to be corners, what pieces are going to be sides, what sides, this and that. And you can kind of put it together that way. That's how I feel about leg locks. Like I get... Ryan's system is understandable, which I like, right? Mm-hmm. The ABC, the one, two, three, right? I get that. I love that. Uh, but the only one that I'm fucking comfortable with at all is like 50, 50, 80, 20, 90, 10. Like I get that because it's fucking simple hip movement and like leverage, right? Yeah. And just the other shit, the Ashi, the entrances, the rolls, the fucking being able to just weave your legs in and out. And then like at the same time, even if you're doing the leg weaving and catching people, your legs are in danger yeah. and they can fucking get you with shit. It's just so not disheartening, but it's, it's, it's frustrating almost because it's like, fuck man, I, why can't I learn this when I'm a fucking white belt? Like, I don't understand the gyms that are anti leg lock at white belt. And I get it because you don't want to injure people, but that you need to create a culture of, of, you know, slow progression, you know, position before submission, like really focus on like the fundamentals of like what jujitsu is about, right? Especially yeah. when you're rolling in an in class. You're not there to hurt anybody. You know, you have something, you know you have it. Don't torque, don't get aggressive, no egos. Create that culture and then people won't have issues with leg locks. Exactly. I'm sure that that was the culture when people were learning kimuras and armbars yeah. and shit like that. I'm sure people had fucked up elbows on all the time, you know? <laughs> not showing people fucking leg locks at all until they're blue belts. 
I think throws people off. Yeah, man. it sucks because it's half of the body, and it sounds so repetitive. That, like, it's true though. Why ignore half of the body? And why? And why wait? Why is it that you have to hit this certain marker before you can start fucking with that shit? And again, yeah. you, you got to be disciplined. You have to at least understand like basics. And well, that is basics, man. Being yeah. able to catch a heel, being able to fucking catch a knee—that's basics. Like, and even doing like sweeps or anything. Like how many sweet? How many leg attacks do you have being on your back? How and much stronger are your, your legs and your arms? Come on, day and night difference that sweeps right there all day. I don't like it. We were talking about that tonight. Yeah, I like that people come in and their first class can be a leg lock class because that automatically puts you on the same page as everyone else. We're not gonna section classes off where like, oh no, yeah, you're a Nick two stripe white belt. He'll fuck up a majority of people. I see him fucking up blue belts, and he's been training less than a year. Yeah. You know, Carter is fucking strong as shit, dude. And however long he's been, he's gonna be a fucking beast. He didn't have, a, he didn't fuck. I gave him my, I had like an extra white belt in my car, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, because he lost his, and I was like, he's like, I actually am a white belt, and I was like, you're fucking what, my guy? Dope. What? Yeah. Like, you okay? I didn't even know. And he's already got like that aggressive technique, and I'm not. He's aggressive. He he knows what he's doing, and he's fucking strong. Yeah. And he has that like pressure. And if he is really a fucking white belt, like. Dude, he's gonna be a murderer. Yeah, he's gonna be so fucking good. I'm really happy. And to already have that knowledge of leg locks. I'm really happy with the team that I have at Bow. It's it's very helpful. I've trained at other gyms where people weren't catching on, and it's not the people's fault per se. It's the coaching. Mm. If you can't coach somebody to do a move, I get some people just don't understand it, especially the fancy leg stuff, right? Right. That's hard to teach. Mm-hmm. MNR rolls are hard to teach. Teaching's hard. I remember the the day Andrew was teaching and you came to class and that Indian family came in and it was like a mom and some daughters. Oh, yeah, dude, and they like threw them off. And the first thing that they had to learn was Eminari rolls. I mean, but Andrew did that well, though. Andrew was like, hey, we're going to section off you guys over here because yep. you're obviously in here as a group and then we're going to let the jiu-jitsu guys do their thing. But, I mean, he handled that well. But they're but, yeah. still coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, they are? They still they come. come. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that's good. You know, it's cool. There's a 12-year-old kid in class. We have a 15-year-old girl there that those nine steps, boop, 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 like hits nothing, him? hitting them. Fuck. Sorry. And you're like, man, you're 15. When you're competing at high levels of jiu-jitsu, if that's so be what you want to do, yeah. you're going to be a murderer. It's cool seeing that. It's cool seeing, like, Drew and Mallory that started going there last October as brand new, fresh white belts. Not like 2009, but 2018 October. And man, they can both catch me. They catch higher belts. They're good. They're they're technical. And like I never really got to watch somebody like that in jiu-jitsu for a long time. I've never got to watch somebody come in on their first day. And then progress. And yeah, and I'm still seeing them train. I'm still rolling with them. Still getting caught by them on stuff because... The more we all roll together, yeah. the more everybody knows our game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's hard to catch a leg lock on a white belt because they know how to defend it. And you're like, you're so. I go roll so many different places. I'm not trying to blow smoke up Val's no, ass or no, anything, no, but dude, it's a different it's true. thing it's, there. I get it. It's, I, I see it's it. It's different there when you walk in and you see, you see me, David, Artem. Andrew, Ivan, all the Ivan, guys, yeah. yeah, everybody there. Ivan's been a tremendous help of improving my game. Him and I have like this agreement where him He's and I were always, roll. He always, whenever I roll with him, will always show me something. Yeah, always, always. Hey, check this out. Hey, you did this. Hey, did mm-hmm. this. Ivan, for being 
I mean, I know he's got a lot in terms of like doing the instructionals and the, the jiu-jitsu one-on-one at Val and like he was, you know, he does the open mats at, at Cooper's. I know he has yeah. like his, he, he's good. I know that. I but was watching you roll time, with him the other day. To take the time and to help people while you're doing the rolls, not everybody does that. And he does it in a way where he knows he's fucking improving your game. He yeah. knows he's giving you his little, you know, insight. And it's, I can only imagine that that type of culture is created by those type of guys because of, of I'm assuming Ryan and, you mm-hmm. know, whoever fucking started the gym. But, well, dude, Ivan's been doing the Co- Cooper's Open Mat for like the last four years yeah, all while, on right? his own just to build up the jiu jitsu community here in Austin. So, all Have he you does, followed his YouTube page? Yeah. His I was YouTube just, page is fucking crazy. Dude, I was watching your, your rolls with him the other day. On, or that he has recorded? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. super cool. Jamie and I were watching on the TV and we we're like, man. Ivan does this and it's so rad like out of his heart too yeah just out of his love for jiu-jitsu and he is he's one of those people that there's no doubt about you will be a black belt you will be a great instructor yeah you have you already have so much to teach people I think he's behind on where he's supposed to be even dude because he's teaching people you think no not because he's teaching people just because he wasn't promoted for so long or whatnot like there's this weird lingo that he was in but man, I think that he's gonna be a phenomenal black belt instructor. I've thought about people in like the jujitsu community out here that I want to interview and and you know be able to just have them talk about jujitsu because I feel like there's a lot of people out here that do take it very, you know, I don't want to say seriously because everybody should take it seriously that's involved in it, but they just take it to another level in terms of wanting to share it with people. Rudy, I think, is one of them. I yeah. thought we were discussing having him on the podcast. He's like, I'm kind of shy, man. I don't really like doing interviews he goes i've done some videos and stuff but so i don't know if that's gonna be up his alley but i'd love to have ivan on i think he'd be fucking great to you know pick brains about and be able to share his knowledge on jujitsu uh you know there's a couple other guys but ivan's probably one of the first ones to come to mind just because of how involved he is with anybody and everybody Mm -hmm. on like the mats that's how i know like nobody got a fight to win match yet is because i was talking to him the other day and he follows the whole jujitsu community and he's like i haven't seen anybody yet that made me feel a little bit safer because I was going to stress out. I'm like, we're a month away. Yeah, I needed to fucking prep. I, and I don't have a match. I was feeling bummed out. <laughs> I was feeling super bummed out. I'm like, man, my whole month of February, I wanted this, 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 this. Now I only have this. I'm grateful for this, right? But I didn't get the other one I wanted. And then today after I left Val earlier, uh, I checked my Instagram. It's like, everybody, make sure to apply by Friday. So I'm guessing after Friday... They're going to have all their applications in, and then that's when they'll start booking matches. Super fight, right? So that's going to be you against just one other person? Or yeah, a tournament it's not style? a tournament. Not a tournament? Okay. No. Cool. I like doing tournaments, right? It's fun. And I would definitely like to compete in the gi. At like the, I know IBJJF is coming up this weekend, and I'm not doing that. But I would like to do more gi tournaments as well this year. I don't want to just strictly be stuck in a no-gi mindset. Around? Because my gi is good, too. Like... I can roll in a gi well. I'm comfortable in it. I'm happy to do it. It's hot as fuck, but it's fun. It's a different element of jiu-jitsu. Yeah, we, we've that's been a point of discussion at Rudy's actually because obviously you know he's new, so he's putting his classes together and he's kind of trying to find his rhythm. And uh, the gi discussion comes up a lot because he feels that it's one of his slower days. He feels that not people aren't inclined to do the gi, and I think. I mean, why fuck with the formula? I think that's where you should start. Yeah. You know, and even if it's, even if it's just a, a, you know, fundamentals class, like that should be a gi. The gi should be the fundamentals class. Yeah. Like if you're going to teach breaking posture, if you're going to teach actual chokes, if you're going to teach, you know, uh, 
self-defense especially because a lot of people wear collared shirts a lot of people yeah. wear shit that you can choke them out with you know web use weapons like not weapons but their clothing is weapons you know i think that's fundamental jujitsu is having the clothing having that you know unless you're fucking donaher who's walking around in rash guards <laughs> like dude you know, who's walking around in rash guard and spats like nobody you never you know you're and is it really practical real life like jujitsu obviously is is there a difference between practicality when there's a gi and not and not having a gi on probably not no but to just grip you know grip strength grip being able to grip pants shirts something to hold on if you are being attacked you know having that 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 insight of 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 the fundamentals of jiu-jitsu which are grips which are holds which are being able to utilize whatever you can to apply your choke or apply your break and move on like the people the that roll in a rash guard and gi pants, I always end up gripping their pants just based off feel. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I have a grip here. And then we did that last night because it was open matter, Rudy's. Yeah. So I went in. I went in with my gi. There's only three other people there, so they all wanted to know gi. So I was like, cool, but I left my pants on, and I felt they were fucking with it. I mean, yeah. I, I was comfortable enough to where I didn't worry, and I kind of I brought shorts too, and I was like, I throw my shorts on, and like just do no gi. Everybody's like, fuck it, I'll leave them on. Yeah. They fucked with it, of course, because it's natural. Like, yeah. If, if, if you're if you're in a guard. I'm going to fucking grab your pants. It's the first thing I'm going to do because it's going to give me probably more leverage, especially if we're sweaty and we are in no gi and I'm fucking trying to grip your leg and it's slippery and shit. It's just... A lot of the time, gi rounds annoy me because somebody's just got grips and we'll go seven minutes and nobody will tap Hold each other down. out yeah, and we're just yeah. holding each other. I feel we're like breaking it's too, posture yeah, stupid I shit. I feel like it's two girls just pulling hair the whole time. We're like, we're fighting, but yet we're just grabbing each other. We're not really getting anything on each other and did you see um raquel pennington's comments about the holly home fight no you want to talk ufc yeah let's talk ufc all right so uh those comments she just said she didn't want to be hugged she wanted to be in a fight and not get hugged the whole time that was probably the most boring fight on the card if i can yeah speak about that after i left uh i went home and watched a press conference and dana white was even pissed about the referee of that fight he's like if they're not doing anything separate them make them fight Bring he them did into like the, once or twice, but that was it. There, there was more positions to be broken up for sure. Yeah, it was a boring fight. Like that was, I think that was a fight that we all just started talking to each other. Yeah, and you know, a fight's boring when that. Yeah, we are all staring. We're at the all TV. eating those fucking cream puffs, dude. Dude, those cream puffs are dangerous. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! Jamie's so still good. complaining about her stomach from those cream puffs. Oh, dude, what are you talking about, Jamie? They were so good. <laughs> oh shit. Nah. But yeah, that fight wasn't that great. And then, I don't know, man. I think, was that twice now that Holly Holmes beat Raquel Pennington? Yep, this is the second yeah. fight. First fight went to decision. Both fights. That fight went to decision, yeah. obviously. Uh, so you, you know, Holly Holmes, Holly Holmes funky, man. I she mean, is. I feel like we, while we were watching the fight, we are talking about how glorious the fucking head kick to Ronda was mm-hmm. and how much of a staple in MMA history that is, because it is. But it's... Just hasn't worked out. She's always been at the top of the women's chain. Like, you got your like five women that like everybody knows, and Holly Holmes always been up there after like head kicking Ronda. Yeah, even before because she came in like to be Somebody. competition. Yeah, yeah, she came in, in like fifteen or whatever it was, two thousand fourteen, and was Raquel Pennington was her first fight, and she came in because she was a boxing champion, a kickboxing champion, mm-hmm. and had like that background of, of martial arts obviously got choked out by misha tate the fight after the rousey fight so you know her jiu-jitsu game needed work but she's even worked on that yeah. like they were talking about that going into this fight with raquel that her jiu-jitsu had been picked up and that she was really focusing on it they were showing footage of it didn't even implement it wasn't even close to being implemented mm. most of the time like 
you just train it. And, and then... they, I was listening to Anakin Florian and somebody else prior to the card, and they were both talking about how she gets uh, like fidgety or she gets like nervous, and she does. She Holly? seems like yeah. Look how she was pacing. I mean, she always does that. She's yeah. always like <sighs> breathing in her head, like seems like she's in her head. Seems like she's like really like in the moment, but almost too in the moment, almost too like caught up in what's about to happen. Like nervous that she's going into a fight. I, I imagine it being like when I was in school. Like, yeah. I remember when like fucking people wanted to fight me and shit in school. I was like going to school nervous and like, oh fuck. I mean, I was thinking about that today. Like, not to change the match, right? But I was thinking about that from Cerrone's standpoint of okay. the McGregor fight. Okay. The cage is locked. We'll go into it. Let's go. The cage is locked. Yep. This moment's here. Yep. You're looking across at Conor fucking and McGregor. what's his fight? What's his problem when, when it comes to big fights? Cerrone. Chokes. Fuck, son. So many big fights he has choked. <gasps> he's it's had so aggravating. He's had so many number one contender shots. Fuck. He's always been there. But who expected Conor to come out Jorge Mazadovich <sighs> and just go for the kill immediately? I think that alone was like Cerrone not being ready for that. I think he would. he expected a five-round war feel each other out for a couple minutes, stuff like that. But McGregor Mcgregor studied the way Cerrone ducks his head. He studied all his Did wins, you hear all his, his losses. breakdown in the press conference? You McGregor's? Yeah. And yeah. how he said he fucking... The Robbie 15, Lawler. The 50, yes, he broke down who he ducks on yep. the left hands for and how it was because he had been off for so long that it was a little bit slower. Yep. He overreached a little bit, but then immediately went to the base. Kavanaugh posted on his Twitter that the most impressive part of the fight was when he missed that left hand he was able to miss and then go to a switch uh sprawl so which where, where his hip hit cerrone yeah so he wasn't able to get taken down then he went into the clinch then started the elbows i mean you the know, way he replied with a head kick from cerrone like that was the closest he got to getting hit that fight mcgregor yeah cerrone threw a head kick and he replied with a head kick yes yes and and then to fucking go in for the kill like he's so calculated when mm-hmm. he when he creeps in and his shots do they hit all of those shots hit Cerrone. There 19 of 20 punches hit. Yeah. yeah. How? I was going to say, I don't think there was one that missed. So one, no. one missed. One missed. But you also got a fucking, you got three shoulder smashes, four small shoulder smashes to the fucking face, a head kick, and 20 punches off. In 40 in seconds. 40 fucking seconds. You get a broken nose and a fractured orbital. He fractured his orbital? Did you see what I sent you? Like, Cerrone's out for, like, 180 days because he's fucked up. I know we got the up. full six-month suspension. Yeah. I know we he, got a full six-month. I, I, I don't know if I got anything from you, my guy. It's, uh... Anyways, you. yeah, we figured it out. Um, it, oh, no. I I totally meant to send that to you. Dude, that's... I mean, I read the medical suspensions. Yeah. I didn't see that he had a broken orbital, though. It was, like, maybe... 180 days suspension until nasal fracture and possible mild orbital fracture are cleared. Wow. So... Just his face took the brunt of everything in McGregor. How many people start throwing that shoulder like that? I have no idea. What a fucking maniac! To people used to throw the shoulder. I mean, people do. Usman, Usman was throwing the shoulders in his fight with Woodley, but to have that torque, he fucked Cerrone's face up with shoulders. None of his face facial damage came from punches. It all came from the shoulders. I mean, maybe. Added After damage, the head kick. But you saw his nose break against that second shoulder. The second one. Yeah. And then his eye was swollen, you know, shortly after. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure he felt like his left side, so his right eye was, you know, Cerrone or McGregor was hitting him. Fucking, he had his guard up, but there wasn't. Man, and to hit not get one fucking shot off. Cerrone does choke in big fights, and that's been, like, the saddest thing of 
Cerrone's career, I feel like when you look up Journeyman, you see Fuck. Cerrone. You do. Which is the saddest thing because he's been the staple Journeyman since WEC days. Never had a WEC title. But I mean, even then, even then, he was coming up. I feel because he did fight Henderson for it. I think twice, and Henderson beat him both times. Mm-hmm. You know, and those fights were so good too. Yeah, yeah, and and to to when he came in, it was like, hey, he's you know, think about who came from WEC, especially the only three that really came over and did anything were Pettis, Cerrone, and, and Henderson. Dominic. Uh, that's true, Dominic. I mean, but Dom- really early on, Dominic Cruz, but he came over as the champ, you know, and then. Yeah. Uh, um, Jose, Aldo, yeah, 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 obviously Aldo. Uriah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, journeyman too. Journeyman. No belt. Yep. No belt. I mean, to have, to have like, I mean, you got Benavides and you got the, the other smaller guys that came over and did things. But in the lightweight division, it was those three. It was Pettis, you know, Cerrone and Henderson. When you found out that the WEC and and UFC were going to combine, you yeah. were jacked because you, you know were. the lightweight division was about to get fucking heavy it changed you it. were taking in jamie varner mm-hmm. you were taking in wagner roca yes featherweights yeah you were getting you got the addition of the featherweights and the bantamweights but then you also got a really fucking stacked lightweight division mm-hmm. a lightweight division that at the time i'm pretty sure it was fucking who was the champ ben henderson anthony no. pettis no 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 prior to them coming over who oh, did uh, henderson uh, won pettis first beat pettis beat henderson with the arm like bar. The li- no that was in the ufc yeah, I'm saying who was oh. the lightweight champion when... Pettis. No, Edgar was, because Henderson beat Edgar for the title. Oh, the UFC lightweight yeah, champion. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I thought you, I thought you were talking about WEC right. champion. Pettis came over, but lost his like first fight, right? Didn't he lose his first fight? Probably, dude. That's and that's what a... sent him back. I'm he... surprised he's been a champion after this. Like, He's on a journeyman run right now. Like he's got a couple titles. His I, that's the the fucking his fight. He was on two forty six. He mm-hmm. fought and he fucking got choked out. Got choked. I think that they've been around Fuck, for man. so long. Their games have stayed roughly the same. That I get that. You know, did you see Henderson fight? Uh, um, fucking the guy that just came from USC in Bellator. They headlined the Ireland card. Uh, Miles Jury. Did you see that fight? No. Kind of a snoozer, you know? And I feel like Henderson, ever since he's come into the to Bellator, I mean, he had his fight with, with Michael Chandler that was good. Um, Those two match up really well. Their fighting styles. Their body types, everything about them is like, they're pretty much yeah identical. Henderson's a beast, man. I've always been a Ben Henderson fan. A lot of people gave him shit because he was boring, but he dominated the lightweight division for a while, too. It goes to Bellator and you think, cool, automatic champion, right? Because he was atop the UFC. Yeah. Hasn't gotten shit. I think the competition's hard over him at Bellator. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for Bellator building up. There's actually a bunch of fights announced. Um, but, but Bellator is not a walk in the park at all. You know? You go over there and you're like, oh, Roy McDonald. Like, Roy McDonald going to P- PFL. Mm-hmm. Ray Cooper? Ray Cooper the third? The third? He caught him off for the first fight. I mean, he just won. He just won the tournament, million dollars. It's gonna be a great fight. Is that is that what's happening? I don't know, but if he's already calling Rory McDonald out, even I've, Rory had some fucking gnarly fights in Bellator. And so, how do you feel about him going over? Because I think that that's a good opportunity for him to cement his legacy as being able to be in the top three, four promotions, and uh, you know, establish himself as one of the best. But I feel like his. I feel like Bellator, the way he left Bellator on a loss and on a pretty fucking 
the unanimous loss, right, on a pretty devastating loss. I mean, he didn't get knocked out, but he took a fucking beating, right? And you're, okay, now you're going to PFL. PFL's coming up. I mean, anybody that takes Rory down in PFL has got to have a name behind him, right? Yeah. Got to be able to build themselves up because that's a big that's a big move. But is it the good move for him? I mean, he's going to make a lot of money, especially if he wins a tournament, which he definitely can. I mean, you know, look at Jake Shields. Look at the guys that are the top guys over at PFL, and maybe a handful of them are like successful other other places. Yeah, at least how I see it. I don't, you know, I don't know, but man, I don't think there's any easy fights anymore. You can have your first MMA fight and be a monster already, and go in there guns blazing and catch a high name. Did you hear that they canceled the Dylan Dennis fight? I'm not surprised. I'd fight Dylan Dennis. I feel like I would fight Dylan Dennis. I would too. fight Dylan Dennis. I would. I, I would, would at least take 100%. a jiu-jitsu match with him. I'd fight him. I'd fight him in a fucking MMA fight. So he fucks me up. Big deal. Yeah. I would also like to be like, dude, you have two MMA fights. His striking is not there. Like for you bragging and riding Connor's dick like you do. Yeah, it's a I hard dick ride. Don't think your game is at Connor's level. You're just. You're just living off of the Connor fame. But in Jiu-Jitsu? <laughs> and he takes so much shit on social media. Dude. Social media is the worst of Dylan Dennis. Gordon Ryan, I'm surprised, has not made Dylan Dennis hang himself yet. <laughs> he just rips on him all the fucking all time. All the fucking time. What do you think about Gordon Ryan retiring? Well, I do air quotes. Yeah, you know, until he's actually gone, I think... I don't know, if he's bored competing, there's gi matches... Um, but he has done a bunch of shit that he's wanted to do. Bravo said that he uh, he thinks he is done and thinks he's just gonna move on to doing a school and being set. I mean, you're fucking Gordon Ryan. Yeah, literally probably the king of jujitsu over the last five five years. I'd say at least, right? He's everyone has been dominant. Uh, he's done a lot for jujitsu. He right now, I think a huge reason why jujitsu is the way it is. Is because Gordon Ryan had somewhat of a backing in that, like, no gi grappling, jiu-jitsu, but specifically no gi grappling. Yeah. Has blown up over the last couple years, like, ADCC trials this year. Yeah. It's going to be the craziest fucking trials out in New Jersey. They're doing two each coast. It has to be because of the last one they just did, you know, like... Gordon Ryan went in there and put on a show. Gary Tony, all the Donahue dudes put on a show. It was cool. I think that alone like blew up jujitsu a little bit more. EBI, EBI has been killing it. How many has Gordon Ryan been in? Yeah. yeah. How many has he won? Uh, you see more. I mean, how many tournaments come through here in Nogi? How many regional touring tournaments are Nogi mm-hmm. on it? You know, there's so many Nogis. Tenth Planet, like it's it's you know. I feel like there might be a time where fucking the gi kind of gets put to the side. Unfortunately, I feel like we're yeah. kind of there. We were just talking about it, but I feel like that kind of is, is on the, you know, could, it could potentially happen. Yeah. Like most schools have one, two gi days a week. Fuck, dude. The I rest just... is just no gi grappling. But how many gis do you own? Four. I have two. My third one will be here tomorrow. That's a lot of laundry if you're training gi every day. Holy shit. Yeah, I already wash my clothes so much just training nogi as much as I do. Yeah, dude, yeah. my bathroom smells like hell because I have the hamper in there and dude, just my hamper. All in there. I'm just like fuck. I'm now at the point where I'm like, I gotta start tossing shit. Yeah, because there's a couple things in there that are probably gross as fuck. Yep. And that it's smells just making not my coming other out. Shit gross. I know, like that. I have the like a hypnotic. 
I, I was just about to say I have two hypnotic rash guards that I cannot get the smell out of, and they smell unlike any other rash guard I have. Yep. I don't know if their dyes and their shirts are different or what, I but they're just off. Torque rash guard too. That at the, I got this in torque. California though. I got yeah. I got this in Cal- yeah, California. Yeah. California kid. Yeah. I don't even think torque's around anymore. But I got a fucking torque rash guard in California, and I'm it's seen its better days. I haven't put that thing on in a long time, but it's still in my hamper, and I know that nice. like if I get a whiff of something, it's that thing. I don't know why I haven't tossed it yet. I'm fucking I'll lift in it because it's comfortable. But man, I was creeping my old jujitsu coach the other day, and I saw that he now works for like Show Your Roll. Oh, dope. Yeah, and I'm like, from Rockford to Show Your Roll? Hell yeah, dude, that's what super does he dope. Do? I don't know. I it just says Show Your Roll for on his Facebook. Did you hear about fucking Leon Edwards and Tyrone Woodley? Yeah, son. What it's happened? Headlining, uh, they're fighting. They're headliner, London. Oh yeah, I saw that they're fighting. Fuck, son. They're it's talking a great shit. Fight. Fuck, did you see Leon Edwards' tw- uh, Instagram? No. Oh, I'm going to read it right now because it was oh, some no. fucking gold. It was some fucking gold. And I feel like uh, he, where do you think he stands with uh, with uh, Jorge Masvidal? After Leon? He got, after he got three-pieced up. All right, I'm going to read his Instagram. I think that he probably does not want to fight Jorge Masvidal. He goes, Leon Edwards. No, he does want to fight Masvidal. Oh, he's calling for Masvidal. He called out Masvidal after his last fight. Masvidal's a one seventy money sh- money he's, fight. He well, he's the one that fucking talked shit after Masvidal yeah. knocked out Till and he got pieced up yep. in the back. He put after many years of putting on for England, it's time to top the bill. I will be representing MMA in this mega crossover bout against aging rap star Tyrone. <laughs> Third main event across three different countries, March 21st. I destroy this man and take my winning streak to nine straight. Strap season, son. That's not the this main event. Aging, yeah, it is. The main event of the London card, yeah, March 21st. Oh, I thought the... No, I'm thinking about T-Mobile card with Israel, Asani, and Yo Romero. Romero. That's March 2. <sighs> Aging rap star. That's Aging rap star, that's golden. Uh, well, Tyron's like, what, almost 40? I don't, no, I don't think he's that old. He's 36? Like Maybe. He might be 36. I don't know. Uh, what do you think about fucking Yadisa- uh, Adesanya and fucking Yo Romero, dude? I was thinking about that earlier. Israel wouldn't have called him out if he didn't feel confident in taking him. He said he wants it for his legacy and because nobody's calling out Yo. Uh, he lost his last fight, and he still gets the title fight this fight because of Israel wanting to like put his legacy uh to confirm his legacy i don't know he says you wouldn't be happy being able to retire without fighting yo romero well i mean nobody wants to fight yo romero a lot of people think that he well he's only got three losses in the ufc two to whitaker mm-hmm. and then his last one was who do you, uh costa right yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um the overinflated balloon animal he's injured costa right Bicep. so that's why he's not mm-hmm. getting his title shot because I know him and Adesanya were jarring back and forth. Uh, but by the time... I think Yoel probably beat Whitaker the second fight. Probably. I don't know about the first fight. Mm-mm. The second fight, though, yeah. It was close. And I, I, I'm... Fuck, I feel like I only say that because Rogan says it all the time. And like they talk about it pretty frequently. And Adesanya obviously is his homie. But I do feel like there was... A point in time where because you and me watched that and did a fucking working class violence yeah and we both thought you all won the fight and then obviously they give it to Whitaker 
and you then put Yoel into like two major fights, right? He got fucking Jacare mm-hmm. like almost immediately, I think, or maybe that was might have been before. But then he got uh, got somebody else and fucked him up. I forget who. But then he got Costa. That was a fucking close fight. Yeah, he could have won, you know. And to now get him Israel. I mean, I like Israel. I like his chances in this fight, to be honest. I think he probably will win. But Yoel pulls some shit out of his ass. Yeah. Israel kind of got beat up by Kevin Gastelum. And that was a fight where I thought Israel was just going to go in there and smoke through somebody. And it wasn't going to be that hard of a fight or anything for him. I think Yoel's going to be a definitely hard fight. But something is telling me that this might be his easiest piece of work. Israel? Yeah. I feel like he called this fight out because he already knows how to win it. Like he's one of those people where he's not just gonna be like, "Give me that motherfucker, give me this motherfucker." Even while he's doing the John Jones, he's smart. He's smart. Yeah. He's super yeah, he's very smart. smart. Very deliberate. Yeah. Very calculated. I think uh, his team's already <clears throat> studied enough of Yo Romero. That's like opening, opening, opening. There's your attack right there. He does this every fight. Does that every fight? Is there any team right now that's fucking smashing outside of city team or city kickboxing or whatever their fucking team is? No. You got fucking you got Alexander. Yeah. And then you got Israel Adesanya. You got Dan Hooker. Uh, how good was that fucking Max Holloway fucking Alexander Fuck, fight? Dude. God damn it, dude. See, that's another Conor rematch I would like to see because Holloway. Max Holloway was so young in his career. They were both young in their careers, right? Yeah. yeah. But Max Holloway is a completely like different fighter He's now. He's like 21 when he fought McGregor. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that was like what one of their it was it, it was is Max Holloway's like first fight in the UFC? No, 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 it was like his second or third, but it was McGregor's uh, second. I think it was his third. I think he'd beat he'd beat uh, bring him, yeah, whatever, yeah, the black dude, and then he beat uh, oh, it might have been Holloway. Yeah, I think Holloway is like his second fight. Yeah, because he tore his ACL in that fight. Holloway? No, McGregor. Oh shit! McGregor had a fucked up knee in that fight. And was fighting on a bum knee, and that's always been his argument. I beat Max Holloway on a fucked up knee. Like, imagine yeah. if I was good. And then he fucked somebody else up, and then he fucked up Dennis Seaver. I feel like that period of McGregor, it was like one after another. With Marcus McGregor. Brimage. Yeah, was Marcus Brimage. That, he, that, he, that he beat. That was his debut. Where's that dude at? I don't fucking know. I have no idea. No idea. Um, I think he fought Eve Edwards too, didn't he? Okay, sure. I thought he did. Man, there's so much fight. There's so many fights. With the Fox deal, the ESPN deals. Uh, who do you have for Dos Santos, Curtis Blades? I'd like to see Dos Santos come back, man. Really? I would like to see him get another win, get back. You know, like, welcome back. You're on the right track. Like, we'll give you a couple other heavyweight matches. He was a staple in the heavyweight career, heavy, heavyweight division for a while. Yeah, but he just lost a... Uh... He lost to some Russian cat, didn't he? Didn't he lose to that? I thought he just lost to like some Russian dude. That's why they're giving him Curtis Blades. Oh, I have no idea. And I feel like he might Curtis be... Blades may smoke him. Curtis Blades is dangerous, that's for sure. I'm. I would not fuck with Curtis Blades. What do you have on this? Uh, so this weekend, the twenty fifth, we've got two cards. We've got Cyborg versus Julia Budd for the fucking featherweight title of uh, Bellator. Okay. And then we do have uh, Curtis Blades and. Uh, are those and both Junior Saturdays? Those both Saturday. I'm gonna read uh, both cards right now. So give me where a is the UFC card at? I don't know. I don't know. And we also got to talk uh, Houston. We got fucking John Jones coming out here, so we'll talk about that too. 
Uh, UFC on ESPN plus 24, Blades versus Dos Santos. We're going to read this card right now. I'm just going to go over the main card because I doubt that anything else is going to be worth uh, talking about. Uh, so it's opening up with Jamal Hill versus uh, Darko Stosic. Don't know who they are. Hannah Cliffers versus Angela Hill. Don't know who they are. Uh, Jordan Espinosa versus Alex Perez. Alex Perez is pretty good. Uh, Arnold Allen versus Nick Lentz. I'm a big Nick Lentz fan, uh, and but Arnold Allen had a really good outing last time. He fought a... Uh, Nick Lentz is the one arm fella? No, that's Nick... Uh, that's... Uh, Nick Newell. Oh. Uh, Nick Lentz was the dude that was calling out BJ Penn for like a year and a half. Yes. Fight me, BJ Penn. Was talking a bunch of shit. Uh, co-main event. Are you ready for this? I don't think you even knew this fight was happening because I didn't, and I'm reading it right now. Michael Chiesa versus Rafael Dos Anjos. How crazy is that fucking fight, Where's the fight, fucking son? promotion behind that How fight? How crazy is that fucking fight? Why is that not the main event? Michael Chiesa, in my opinion, too, is like, he's one of those guys that he, I think he needs to get either like a fucking gym a, tr- a gym behind him or just something dude and his game is just gonna poop because yeah. he's a fucking animal he his wins jiu-jitsu some, game he is crazy some. I'm assuming that's at 170 too because mm-hmm. he's been a monster at 170 lately I just watched his uh, Rafael's been fight with Pettis the other day yep that was a great fight yeah Pettis uh, he, he, choked him yeah yeah yeah. he got choked man which is crazy like his jiu-jitsu is so good but he also got choked out by uh kevin lee remember and he contested it for a long time that kevin lee fight was crazy is all we're talking about his mom yeah he was (laughs) don't talk about my mom yeah he was started throwing fights on stage at the press conference you know uh kevin lee's brother just got signed to bellator oh shit yep that's cool so who do you have in that one uh michael chiesa fucking dos anjos Dos Anjos just lost to Leon Edwards. Yeah, I was about to say Dos Anjos, but I'm going with Chiesa on this. I think if Chiesa wins, that puts him in line for at least... A number one contender fight? No, because if it's 170, you're talking McGregor, you're talking oh, yeah, yeah. a That's... couple people. What's 170 next? is a fucking fucked up division right now because you had Masvidal and Diaz fight for that stupid title. Yep. You had Masvidal and Diaz fight for that nonsense title, and it kind of, it's kind of like, okay... I'm saying Dos Anjos. I'll go Kiesa. Okay. I'll go Kiesa on that. What about cool. main event? And then we'll get on to fucking 170. Main event? I'll go Curtis Blades. No, I'm going to go Curtis Blades as well. All right. I, like I love Dos Santos. Me I do. too. I love him. He's a nice guy. I don't know, though. I think Curtis Blades. There's a difference in a nice guy and a fucking dude that's a murderer. Yeah, and honestly, I think ever since the Kane fights, there's been something that's just... Mm-hmm. I'm missing. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Uh, so, yeah, 170 is, I think, the most fucked up division in the UFC right now, although some people are calling it the best division. But you've got a bunch of people that are in really weird positions, McGregor being one of them because he just looked phenomenal. Um, what was Cerrone ranked? Five, I think. Yeah. I think he was up there. He was five? Yeah. And then they still talk about no, Mazadov he wasn't, he wasn't defending the BMF title. Which is stupid. So stupid. They're talking about Connor coming in and fighting for the BMF title, and Nate Diaz fighting for the BMF title again, and blah, 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 blah. Nick Diaz fighting for the BMF title. The title was not supposed to be defended. And the way they do the titles, they're not making another $50 million title. Yeah. I don't care who you are. That's a one and done thing. I mean, it's fitting. What's frustrating about this McGregor talk, uh, for anybody that's not up to speed... McGregor obviously just came in at 170, starched Cerrone, and is good to fight in March. He, he wants to come good back at in March. He looked jacked. Look jacked. 
looked good. Healthy. He was happy. I mean, we didn't see any stamina out of him because it only lasted 40 seconds, so we have no talk about his stamina. But I can only assume because he has a fucking program called fucking whatever, his stupid McGregor Fast. Yeah. I mean, he's... That was after the first Diaz fight where he got really strict on that. And that's what I'm. That's why I like McGregor because when McGregor goes in, it's this, it's this real I'm going in, you know. And you see that in in how he talked about taking Cerrone out, how he talks about the game, how he talks about his his training, his strategy, how he talks about his his approach. He breaks it down so methodically, and he's so smart when it comes to MMA that. It's frustrating almost because it's you do see his pitfalls and his personal life and shit gets in the way and I think he really does have the ability to be the best and when I say the best I mean the best pound for pound fucking everybody up long ringing championships yeah let's not forget he's won two belts and never defended either of them nope you know and has lost a title fight against Khabib mm-hmm. and lost against Diaz and what was supposed to be a title fight against Dos Anjos. Look at his last three fights. He's Well, not last three fights, but the three fights he has lost last. Yeah. It's all been rear naked chokes. Yeah, his only his four losses on his record in MMA are submission losses. His Who beat him first? Uh, he's got one really early in his career. Yeah. And, and then, then uh, Cage Rage, Joseph Duffy, yep. uh, Diaz, Diaz, and then Khabib. Then Khabib. Yeah. Here's another thing that's annoying me about McGregor. Go. McGregor-Pacquiao fight. Oh, shut the fuck up. Any boxing fight, stop. You're back in the MMA. He says you, he wants you a were talking about boxing title. So what's this mean? Hey. You come back, you fight once, starch Cerrone. You want to fight again in March? In the UFC. Khabib's fighting in April. He says that fight's not happening. He's going to sweep in there, and he's going to be in the title fight. Back up, back up. I yeah. don't want to talk about that fight. I refuse to talk about that fight until we're like a week out. <laughs> Even then, I'm not talking about it until day. I think Tony Ferguson's going to fuck, fuck Khabib up. He's going to be over there smiling, covered in some sort of blood. Elbows. Bouncing around. Nowhere. Dude, he can work off of his back. Nobody that Khabib has fought yet has been able to like attack off the back like Ferguson. Not only that, but I think what stops people with Khabib is his pressure and how much he is just on you. You know, mm-hmm. you saw it in, in Edson. Edson's got great kicks, great stand-up, fucking uh, probably no ground game. But once he was down there getting pressured, he was lost. Mm-hmm. He didn't know what to do. Connor, same thing. Lost. Not really even really lost, but just overwhelmed. Well, your legs regardless, are tied up. You're regardless of how up. good you are, Khabib's just better on the ground mm-hmm. at so many levels. It's not even going to be any comparison unless you get somebody who's just so unorthodox and good at the ground that Khabib almost can't plan for it. And I feel like that's how that's where Ferguson's coming in at. Is he? He's just so fucking weird. He can throw elbows from weird angles. He fucks you up, cuts your face up from weird angles, hits you with weird shit, rolls out of weird shit, has a phenomenal jiu-jitsu game. How many very good defensively. black belts are in the UFC alone? Oh, I don't know. When you, Probably quite a bit. I don't know. Tony Ferguson's like the staple for that. Man, and he's a fucking staple for everything. And now, like, that's what... that's If there's anything that I'm, like, calling for, is it's to get him his title shot because he's fucking, what, 14 and 0? They're both undefeated. Like, no, Ferguson's lost. Oh. He lost to Kevin Lee, I'm pretty sure. Or to somebody. He lost to... Uh, 
I think Kiesa. I thought he was... But either way, he's fucking on a 13-fight win streak or whatever Jesus it is. Christ. And it's like, hey, man, do you, you know, he, he needs it. Hold out for it. I'm about it. I'm about him not taking any other fight other than this fight because he deserves it. But making it five times and it's not happened. That's why I don't want to talk about it, dude. Yeah, I know. That's why I, I don't want to like... fucking bring it up. <sighs> uh, Bellator card this week. Oh, okay, so back to 170, though, real quick. 170's murky because the champion, obviously, is uh, fucking uh, Kamara Usman, who's a murderer, just starts Colby Covington. You have Colby Covington up there. Man, Colby, in that fight. I mean, he won't be back for a while. Broken jaw. Broken so jaw. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be a year. Yeah, easily. Um, Haven't heard a peep out of him, huh? Haven't heard shit from fucking Colby. Uh, At least Kanye made an album with his jaw wire shut. Kobe shit. just shut the fuck up. Through the wire, oh my god. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> I mean, Connor, no title shot. It's not worth it. He needs, I think, one more win at 170 if he really wants to start claiming for it. You know, one more decisive win for sure gets him a title shot. Take take Mazadov out of the picture. Don't no, that's no, the no, fight no. to fucking make. That's the fight to make. But let's say let's say you take Mazadov out of the picture, right? Like Mazadov gets another offer. Mm-hmm. Like take the not necessarily Mazadov, but the bad motherfucker title, right? Yeah. Take that out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Justin Gaethje's right there too. Which would be another good 170 fight. So, I'm not going to read it right now. I didn't read it earlier, but I read the headline. Apparently, Gaethje and Dana White are like, Don't like beefing. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, they're beefing, and Dana's like, we got to get on the same page first. Gaethje has a lot to, I think, prove. And I say that not like his mentality or he's out to prove anything, but for him to actually get a title shot he has to prove that he can go out and decisively finish somebody that's in the top tier mm-hmm. he had the uh, his opportunity against Dustin Poirier and Eddie Alvarez um, two both world class fighters and they fucked him up they both beat him you know uh, McGregor starched both of them they didn't really starch Poirier I mean it was he knocked him out he TKO he didn't knock him out cold but TKO, TKO. But still I mean, he definitely fucked up. That was one of the fights where he beat him before their match. Oh yeah, happened. yeah, 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 yeah. When he was yeah. talk, when he was on stage talking shit to yep, Dustin about the confidence, win. yeah, yep. it you could tell Dustin was just staring at the ground, dude. I remember, I remember thinking that watching the lead up to that fight because there's when they were doing the embeddeds or the countdowns or whatever they were at that time. There was, they were that I was really, really excited for that fight because I really liked McGregor and uh, the McGregor. When he came over into UFC, I had watched a couple of his Cage Rage fights. When he came over into the UFC or Cage Warriors, whatever reason, uh, when he came over, there was like three fights I was really interested in him fighting. What are you looking for? The Topo Chico. Oh, dang. Where'd it go? We got a missing Topo. Oh, I got it. Missing. We got it? We're good. Boom. <laughs> um, there were three fights I was really looking forward to. Uh, Dustin Poirier. I wanted, I wanted McGregor to fight Cub. Because I was training with Cub right. at the time, and yeah. that was a pretty, pretty step, like decent fight. And then um, I don't know somebody else, but anyways, I was really looking forward to that fight. And so when they announced it, I was like, "Cool, there's gonna have a lot of hype behind it." Obviously, they're both fucking murderers. Um, but there was a in the embedded or the countdown or whatever it was, uh, Poirier was getting coffee, and he was like mixing it up, talking to the camera crew, talking about how he's focused. 
He's not letting anything get in his way. Uh, he understands that McGregor's going to try to play head games, but he's not going to let it affect him. Like, three or four minutes later, McGregor and a couple of his dudes walk into the fucking place. Oh, no, in a coffee just, shop? Yeah. Well, it's like a coffee in, like, a hotel, oh, right? Okay. So he's in, like, a little cafe, and, and, like, Poirier sees him, and McGregor just is, like, pacing outside the coffee shop and, like, looking in, kind of laughing, giggling, pointing... And then, uh, like, after, like, a second, he walks in and goes to, like, another, like, counter and goes to, like, order something. And poor he's like, I'm going to get out of here before I fuck this guy up. And, like, bounces. And I was like, no, you just talked about, like, two minutes ago how you were, like, super focused. You weren't going to let his head games get into you. And the minute he starts fucking peacocking outside the fucking building, you're getting triggered. Yeah. And that's not good. That is not good. And sure enough, dude, he came in, was super aggressive. Same thing with Aldo. He was in Aldo's head, ripping the fucking poster up, talking a bunch of shit prior, going into Brazil and causing a fucking party and a ruckus in fucking Rio, being an asshole. And then sure enough, fucking Aldo tries exploding on him and yeah. just gets caught. Dude, that was the first fight Aldo fought pissed. That was another thing they're talking about, uh, Chelsan and uh, Joe Rogan, all of them. Connor's always fought mad. He's always been on a different level of like being mad, being irritated. Is it mad or is it like an intensity? Is it he knows that he's in there like with a boner? He had a fucking boner fighting fucking uh, Mayweather. Remember? Everybody said he was angry. He like through all his fights and everything, he's just super angry. But when you're cutting down to 145, oh yeah, when wait, you're cutting down to 150, be, yeah, 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 you're not gonna be fucking happy. Like I think him now. I mean, I think in a, I think in fighting you have to be in a headspace. You have to be angry or at least on edge, at least aggressive. You can't let aggression not be not be there your aggression meter has to be up if you're about to go into a fight but you got to be able to channel it too you can't let it be and that's why i'm asking was it intensity or anger because if i feel like connor's almost a focused anger. yeah he's almost like i'm gonna go in with a game plan i'm gonna implement it i'm gonna be serious i'm gonna fuck it. hopefully i don't know who knows what he's been up to lately but he wasn't even in the arena until the third fight on the main card for the for fight, fight saturday yeah yeah i think that was huge Sitting around waiting all night fucking sucks. Yeah. Sitting around waiting at a jiu-jitsu tournament sucks. Yeah, it does. Remember Dude, at Naga? Naga, yeah. we were like, fucking, what the fuck we are we doing We were waiting doing all here? day for some oh fucking unorganized God. shit yes. at a Naga tournament in the highs and lows of waiting. We go in to check in at 10 when they tell us to. And we, they're, they're like, oh, you might fight at 2. You might fight at like 4. We're just yeah. like, what the fuck are you talking about, my guy? Like, what the hell? But waiting in the locker room of the UFC Yeah, fight, and you've got Dealing hype. with the press, everything. Yep. I think it was safe to just not even fucking be there. Show up late. Be Connor. When he got there, it was a rush. You gotta get your hands wrapped. He came dressed in a suit. You gotta take a piss test. You gotta get checked by doctors. You gotta do all this shit before you can actually just... You have to get your hands just wrapped. Just even warm up. Just yeah. to even get your you fucking half warm hour up. warm up. Get, yeah. get your blood pumping. Get a sweat. I think just avoiding all of that and then just getting there, rushing to do everything. It probably kept him in the safest headspace for that fight. Yeah, that could be. You know, that could definitely be. Cerrone was there all night waiting. You know, you don't know what to expect. Your opponent, it's the third fight of the main card, and your fucking opponent is not there yet, and you're the main event. Like, is that not a head game? Maybe him just being nice this whole time was a head game. Fist bumping him as he's running around the cage. I was pissed that Cerrone put his fucking hand out because McGregor kind of left it there for a second and Cerrone did it. I almost thought Cerrone wasn't going to do it. Damn. And I was going to be like, dope, dude. Because now you're not, you're not, the cordial, I, I appreciate you guys being cordial, mm-hmm. especially because McGregor, no antics, dude. Let's come in and let's fight. 
let's fucking stake your claim again you know especially with a victory like that I mean prior to you don't know how the victory is going to look but he also he, didn't do a strut I know and they talked about it all night too they did that stupid video about the fucking stupid yeah. strut and then Rogan's like even. didn't Vince McMahon start that which he absolutely did yeah, he that's did. the McMahon strut dude coming yep. out from the fucking the billionaire strut yeah it is yeah, yeah it is the billionaire strut and he he didn't do it. he's like you, you can't you gotta keep him guessing he's like something about bully maybe because the billionaire got bullied or something like he was super humble about everything he was saying I was watching his interview with Ariel Wani after he won yeah different Sonny McGregor he's talking very quiet he was talking very you're talking chill. about when he was in the tracksuit no when he was wearing a green hat with no shirt it was right after the fight oh yeah yeah okay and yeah. Ariel's like McGregor are you emotional right now yeah the fight game's fucking emotional and blah yeah. blah blah yeah. like he was just super calm and then I don't know, man. I think just not being in there, in that energy, that environment, the ups and downs of waiting in a locker room all night, I think it was just safe for him to just get there super late. You're not going to tell McGregor he's not fighting. Oh, yeah, yeah, You yeah. sell out a $10 million gate, you're not going to be like, no, you're not fighting. He I mean, he does what he wants. He could show up 10 minutes before and they fucking, you better piss while you're wrapping your hands, get your yeah. blood work done, but you're not not fighting, no. Yeah, dude, and that's why, it, honestly, the only fight to make is all. BMF, you know, if you want to do, like, a defense of the BMF, cool, do it. It's definitely the fight to fucking make it. Like, if there's ever going to be a BMF fucking fight, it's fucking Masvidal-McGregor. Like, what? Well, I don't even know why they're entertaining any other fucking fight. Yeah. What, is, what other fight makes fucking sense? No other fight makes sense other than those two. Nope. They're both wild cards. They're both coming out of nowhere. McGregor's victories alone, like, he's an enigma. Mm-hmm. His his victories alone deserve some sort of like special recognition. Maybe it is a title fight. Maybe it is a fight, title fight. But it's also worth being put up against someone who, on lately, has been out of nowhere on a fucking tear. Masvidal, ever since he decided he was gonna start fucking sleeping motherfuckers, or what did he say? He's gonna start resurrecting. No, what did he? What he wants? What does he want to do? He said something crazy. He said he wanted. He said he wanted to do it to Nate Diaz and fucking. Nick was like, you don't say that about my brother. And got oh, yeah. And then they were going to fight. He wants to start baptizing motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. He wants Because he's street Jesus, right? Yeah. He wants to start baptizing. And he has. He fucking baptized Askren. He fucked Diaz up. He fucked Hill up. Fucked Cerrone up. He's fucked everybody up in like the last Edwards in the fucking backstage Since area. he found himself. He doesn't take shit from anybody. He's on a fucking tear. Did he get any trouble for that Edwards shit? fucking no like probably i don't think he did i don't think he did because rogan asked him he's like no fucking not getting in trouble and i think Edwards even said he wasn't gonna press charges i mean if you would just look like a bitch if he did i think you would you're the one talking shit you're talking shit you you got pieced up you got hit yeah what are you gonna do be a bitch about it like i don't understand (sighs) oh dude who pressed charges after getting hit with the boomerang from fabricio verdum Colby. It was Colby. Colby. He was talking shit to fucking a heavyweight. Oh, I fucking love Colby. And he got him with a boomerang. All right, Julia Bud Cyborg. Then we're going to get into the fucking Houston card because that's coming up. Wait, I wanted to get into your fat picture from earlier too. Oh, you saw that? Dude, it was so amazing. Uh, yeah, dude. I just want to say that I'm glad we were both fat at one point oh, and changed everything. Yeah, and dude. now like... You are a huge reason why I'm even into hey, this much jujitsu right now. I and I mean I know we've talked about this a little bit, man, but you you as well, man. I came out here and honestly for a long time felt lost, felt like I didn't have because that was such a big part of my life back in California, and I felt like I lost a piece of that coming out here. Mm-hmm. And you're the reason, dude. So I appreciate yeah. that. 
forever indebted, dude. I'm glad we were both fat, though. It Fuck awesome. yeah, son. And I feel like that's a little bit of a testament to us, man. Yeah. I feel like, you know, and that's, if anything, and I put that when I when I did the post, if there's anything that comes out of this podcast or these types of conversations, it's to just, you know, even you know, whatever goals or whatever aspirations people have or whatever they want out of life, it's, you know, and not, and not even to say that I have things figured out or that we're fucking, you know, I'd be blowing... I feel like we deserve to be able to say, hey, at least to ourselves or to each other, hey, man, we are killing it. We're yeah. doing good. We're we're being successful in our own areas. And I don't want to sound like I'm bragging or touting, but I feel like I can say that to you, vice versa, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. And, but if you get people in that headset, headspace, in that mindset where they're going to, you know, wake up and fucking kill it every day. What do you want to do? I want to do jujitsu. Cool. You're doing fucking jujitsu, dude. You're yeah. doing jujitsu every single fucking day because you want to, and you're just going out there trying to smash it. You're trying to make yourself happy in the process, but at the same time, you're you understand dedication. You you understand hard work. You understand discipline. You understand the the little tools and the 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 pieces that are necessary to accomplish goals and to be successful. And I think that if people just understand the little patterns they need to inhibit or the little changes they need to make to start getting there they can do it man you know and i feel like being fat you know being out of shape being in a situation 10 years ago or however long it was where i felt like i wasn't going anywhere and i wasn't accomplishing anything or doing anything it took people like you it took my friends it took people that my community whatever you want to call it my tribe it took a lot to pull me out of that and I'm grateful for it. I'm yeah. grateful for people like you. I'm grateful for my friends back home. I'm grateful for Becca. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for a lot of that. And if I can help, <laughs> I know the fucking out there being crazy. If I can, that's the tired girls club. That's literally their sunshine showing in the living room. <laughs> I know they're fucking in the living room, drunk, watching Cheer on Netflix and every. You know, so I went out there and they're like, every time they say Cheer, we're drinking. So you oh, know they're shit. fucking hammered. They're watching a show called Cheer. Might be picking a car up in the morning. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> But yeah, new. I I I'm I'm thankful for for I'm thankful for a lot of that for all of it, um, you know. And I feel like if anybody has, you know, doubt, repressed thoughts, emotions, whatever it is, man, it's 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 a lot to explain. But it I feel so like if you can just spark, so, if you can, what what changed a lot for me was I wanted better for myself. Yeah, and I really had to understand myself you know to to get out of that and my friends and my family and the people around me helped me discover that whether it be through arguments filled friendships filled relationships tough conversations you know falling on my ass whatever it was it it helped me get out of that and it helped me realize that i can accomplish things because i have a strong support system around Mm -hmm. me and then in turn i can help others accomplish theirs for sure like when we went back how excited were we we were going back and fucking training mma whatever it was yeah Yeah, dude but how fucking we didn't i don't think we've gone like more than a week without texting each other since then dude because it's just fucking hey what are you doing this this talking shit fucking going back about training going back about what we learned going back about fights it's just now become like a part of our lives because it was both a part of our lives we were just missing like a piece to it whatever it was yeah you know and it's it's important for people to just understand that change is possible and and it's just it takes some work finding out what you need to work on where you need to work but it is possible and uh, that was the, the, why I posted the picture because, you know, that's decade challenge and 10 years. Dude, we're coming into 2020. I wanted to talk to you about that. So yes. we'll get back to it. I'm going to write it down. But I want to think I want to talk about what your last decade, how you felt about it and what you took from it and what you think 20, the 20s are going to bring. Um, Man, 20s are going to bring the end of the world. 
World War Three, so no, probably not going to happen. Uh, did you see the shirt I just got? What shirt did you get? Got one of those uh, back-to-back World War Championship shirts. Oh no, <laughs> the USA. Yeah. Uh, shit. Were you were you scared at all about the Iran thing? Were you fucking no? Neither was no. I wasn't scared. It's already blown over. I I feel like more people are talking about Epstein still than fucking us bombing a country. Uh, Did you listen to Rogan's podcast with Mike Baker, his CIA buddy? A little bit, like little cliff notes of it. I haven't got the full thing yet, but I've been wanting to. Did you hear him say that he's got something to tell him off off air? No. Yeah, son. He goes, Ah. so apparently, oh, I'm so pissed too, because I'm I'm like, fuck, what is it? Why can't you fucking say it? But apparently, uh, like the deal is, is that... Epstein was blackmailing people, right? Mm-hmm. He was getting a bunch of videos of people hooking up with underage people, trafficking, so he could blackmail them and and hold do shit again. Well, when did you listen to the Eddie Bravo, the fight companion, like the four hour fight the companion? Four, dude, it's four hours. I have not I, been able to. I, I've been trying to skim through it. I've put it on before I go to bed. And I'll fall asleep, and yeah. I won't remember where I picked up at. I uh, listened to it going to Vegas, so I okay. had I had the time to You've try had. to digest it, and uh, fucking. Eddie obviously goes deep into it and is talking about how uh, Grizzle, whatever her name is, his right hand bitch, the Grizzeline or Grizelda, whatever her name is, her uh, her dad was like the fucking mastermind behind it, and she took over with Epstein. Yeah, and he, her dad was like a mastermind fucking blackmailer and would fucking get people like in high high positions, fucking like on wires because they were he had all this fucking shit against him he had all this fucking content against him and so they took it over and then they had like a really long discussion in the podcast about that so eddie went deep and then sure enough now they do the mike baker podcast and rogan's like i'm gonna tell you something after we fucking get off air and baker's like you can't just tell me now and he's like no i can't but we're gonna talk about it off air and so i'm sure he heard some shit from eddie yeah and like it's been verified or something oh man oh Oh, man. man i know dude i know Speaking of the sexist uh, Epstein stuff, yes, I'm worried about Alex. Who? Stranger. Why? I feel like the Clintons are going to show up <laughs> on his doorstep. Suicide? <laughs> Dude, he is deep. Yeah, you want to hear some fucking conspiracy? I just did Stranger Things, the episode I did like four episodes ago. It's called Stranger Things. It's with another guy in the jiu-jitsu community, Alex. He's also fighting on February 15th. Uh, yeah, he's into it, and he's friends with Eddie Bravo, so he probably has some insight. I was listening to that. I'm like, oh no, man, he's gonna get Clinton. <laughs> he's gonna get suicided, dude. He's opening. <laughs> I told him, dude. I was like, hey, man, you said it here first, bro. We we got you. Like, yeah. if anybody comes after you, I'll fucking release everything, whatever we can, dude. I'll release it all. I don't care. Uh, uh, that dude's great. He is. Okay, so let's get into this fucking Bellator card. Yeah. Bellator. Honestly, 170 fucking McGregor Masvidal only fight to make. Yeah. I don't want to hear anything about it. From anybody else, it's like seriously the only fight, right? What else? I don't want to see Khabib again. I think no. That's coming down the road. Give him McGregor a couple more fights. Like let him get his win back on room. Yeah. Like yeah. If him or Mazadov can go out there and starch each other, dude, they're they're blowing up. They're and either of those guys with a win gets a title shot. Hundred percent. Mazadov can almost call a title shot right now. Who's this been fighting next? Uh, they announced, uh, didn't they? No, I don't think they did. I thought it was going to be Mazadov. I thought he was saying no, he wants yeah. Mazadov next. They, they didn't announce it. I mean, that's fine. If Mazadov wants a title shot, that's fine. I'm not mad at that. No. I'm just saying if 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 Mazadov wants to fight McGregor for the Red Panty Night and McGregor wants to fight Mazadov for the BMF title, I mean, hey, if you can be if McGregor can come in and starch Mazadov, he's a BMF dude. He's the baddest motherfucker. Dude, let's be real. Like if he can do that, he's the baddest motherfucker. 
But that's the yeah. If they both want it, why not? That's yeah. a fucking payday for both of them. Mega money for UFC. Fucking defend the belt. Winner gets an actual belt, an actual title shot in a belt. Yeah. All right, I'm only going to go over the top three fights on this Bellator card. Uh, Juan Archuleta versus Henry Corrales is going to be the third from the top. Juan Archuleta is good, man. I'm a huge fan of Juan Archuleta. He I'm trains sure. in Orange County at Rain with uh, Cub and TJ and all those guys. Sucks about Cub's leg, man. Yeah, it does. Jake Shields fucked him up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... A lot of fighters... Rogan was also talking a little bit of... I mean, he wasn't talking shit, but he was talking about how Cub probably is going to be off for more than a year and he has kids and how's he going to make a living Cub's smart Cub Cub's has smart, money yeah. Cub Cub's, oh, has stakes in UFC gyms mm-hmm. you know I'm pretty uh, sure he's got stakes in, in, in the training lab he's fucking Cub's not stupid I think he'll be okay but it sucks about his leg it sucks about his leg and, and obviously it's taking time off his career and you know uh, a lot of people a lot of coaches won't let their higher level fighters go even do, do jujitsu. Yeah, I remember when Jones was doing grappling, they were fucking so against it. What but are I mean, you doing, man? Like, I mean, in Jones's case, you're Jones is entering Naga tournaments, fucking with people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's not I think high somebody stake. just beat him at a Naga tournament. High level grappling, I don't doubt it. Yeah, yeah he just got it. his purple belt. I think he just lost. Like, I think he went two and one at a Naga tournament or something like that. Yeah, which is good cool. For, good for like, John Jones, dude. Yeah, for sure. But like. When you're getting your leg ripped out, I mean, I guess it was on Fight Pass, so like it was for something. It was like cool UFC versus Pride. It was versus, the quintet. Yeah, it was WEC, UFC, Pride, and Strike Force. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, super cool idea behind it. I loved it. It was like a Survivor Series. Yeah. Dang, dude. Have you been watching NXT and AEW? No. Shit, son. Whew. I do want to go to AEW here. My boy Ruben's go, trying to go to Royal Rumble this weekend. You were saying that in Houston. Yeah. Speaking of Houston. John Jones. John Jones. Dominic, Dominic Reyes. Reyes. Son, here we go for this card. How do you feel about that? What do you got? We're going to do the card right. right now. Cool. Uh, first fight on the main card is... Uh, well, what do we have on the, top, on the bottom card? Uh, the main event for the preliminary card is uh, Jimmy Rivera versus Marlon Vera. Uh, I'm a big Jimmy Rivera fan, to be honest. I like Marlon Vera, too, though. They're both really good. Um, who I got in that one? Probably Jimmy Rivera. Uh, all right. First card on the main or first fight on the main card is Ayer Latifi versus Derek Lewis. I mean, I'm a Derek Lewis fan. Houston, Houston, Derek all Lewis the way. In Houston, man. He's from Houston. She's fucking black beast, baby. I'm going Derek Lewis. All right, me too. Based off of, I saw his reaction he got here in Austin. Yep. It's hometown. He's from Houston. Yeah. yeah, dude, he's fucking gonna smash. Did you see the boxer that went into his gym? No. Talking shit. Oh yeah, he fucked him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I called Derek Lewis on that. All uh, the way. Uh, Mursad Bektik versus uh, Dan Ig. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I G E. I don't know who either one of them are. I do know Mursad Bektik. He's 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 pretty good. I'm pretty sure he's a Russian dude. Um, I'll, I'll go with him. He's 13 and two. Dan is uh, 12 and two. Dude, I think i'm a fight fan but then when i all these fighters that i don't know their names or can't put a face to them right away it makes me feel like i'm missing out uh i mean the ufc has over 500 fighters though. yeah i and I, I that's why i don't feel like i'm missing out because i mean when you're the fight after Derek lewis in his hometown and i don't know either one of you yeah well so there's two fights, two heavyweight fights. The Derek Lewis fight, obviously, uh, in your Latifi, and then the fight right that I'm about to mention, uh, Justin Taffa versus Juan Adams. Listen to these records. I don't know either of them. 
And they're third from the bottom. They're right before the strawweight fight, the strawweight title fight. And it's a heavyweight fight. Juan Adams is five and two. And Justin Taffa is three and one. See the thing about those and fights? They're on a main card before the coming event. Being that far into the main card, heavyweight, yeah. you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can get Rock'em Sock'em Robots. You can get two drunk uncles fighting at a picnic. You can, or get, you can get fucking Derek Lewis, uh, Francis Ngannou, which is yeah. fucking nonsense. <laughs> which is just boring as fuck. Uh, so these two, yeah, Juan Adams versus Justin Toffa. I don't think I know any of them. I'm gonna look at Juan Adams' photo right now. Oh yeah, Juan Adams is the dude that fucking fought uh, Dan Hardy. Oh, wait, Dan. Oh yeah, Dan Hardy. Yeah. Okay, okay. I th- I was thinking of the other... Or Greg Hardy. I'm sorry, yeah. Greg Hardy. The yeah, yeah, yeah Dan Hardy's the other fucking Hardy. obviously. Yeah, Greg Hardy. Um, okay, that's an interesting fight. I'm going to go with uh, Juan Adams on that one. Sure. Yeah, and then we've got uh, we've got the strawweight title fight. Blonde fighter. Yes, Caitlin Chukigan versus Valentina Shevchenko, the bullet. Valentina Shevchenko. I mean, I'm never probably gonna ever go against her. I will never go against her unless she's fighting. Who? Who at 125? Really? Maybe I mean, it's flyweight. Who they got? She already fucked up Yana a few times. They Did fought like three times. Yana? I thought. I thought they fought like two times before they were even in the UFC together. I think I they did, yes. And they fought it, yeah, they fought it Strawway. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, she trains with Rose. Valentina tra- trains with Rose. <clears throat> Speaking of Rose. Go about it. Go man, Marielle Chanitsky, the chick think? that trains at Cooper's that was uh, PFL. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Her and Rose's first fights were against each other. Really? For amateur. Jamie and I just watched that the other night. Huh. Super good fight. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Dude, Rose is... I recommend it. Rose is a fucking beast. Yeah. Yeah, she got a flying armbar and fucking an Invicta. Dude, that She's fight was great between them. I, I, I was a fan of Rose before she came into the UFC. I'm a fucking gigantic Pat Berry fan. That's Me how too. I found out about Rose. That's why I wanted such good leg kicks. Yeah, dude, Pat Berry's a fucking monster. But, blonde fighter... Uh, Caitlin. Choke again? Yep. Uh, Chuk again is, I think, how you pronounce it. I don't know. It's, it looks like it. I said choke again, too, but... And then going back to Gordon Ryan, I think she's like the third girl in their relationship... Like, oh, like Gordon Ryan's girlfriend's always posting about her and stuff. That's how I really like caught on to like who she was. And I think she trains at the down at her death squad. Uh oh. Valentina has Tiger movie tie behind her. Either way, man, I'm not going against Valentina ever. She is one of the best fighters in the world. She lost. Yeah, I, I agree. She lost to Liz Carmouche in her no, it wasn't her UFC debut, but her second fight in the UFC. Bond fighter. Yeah. Chukigan. Yep, she lost to Liz. I'm just uh, saying Blonde Fighter, that's her Instagram name. She lost to Liz, then she beat Irene Aldana. She beat uh Mara Barella. She beat Alexis Davis. She lost to Jessica I. She beat Yoan Calderwood, and then she beat Jennifer Maya. And now she's fighting for the strawweight title. Or the flyweight title against Valentina Shevchenko. We'll go over Valentina Shevchenko's record real quick just because we were talking about it. I'm not going to go that far back, but I'll go into her UFC debut. Uh, it was Dos Anjos versus Cerrone was the card that she debuted on, and she beat Sarah Kaufman. She lost to Amanda Nunez on the McGregor-Diaz card. She beat Holly Holm. She beat Juliana Pena, who just got a fight announced, by the way. I love Juliana Pena. I'm in love with her. She's fucking gorgeous. 
the fucking Venezuela vixen. Ooh, the Venezuela vixen. Uh, she lost to Amanda Nunes, beat, uh, so she beat Jolanda Pena, then she fought Amanda Nunes twice and lost both times. I mean, that's, that's a tough life. That's a fucking tough life. That's a tough life. Uh, and I then mean, she beat Priscilla Cohair, Co- I don't know how to pronounce her last you, name, beat Joanna. Do you think her and DC will get together sometime and just talk about like how there's always that one person that's just better than them? Hey, dude, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. She beat Joanna. That's right. I forgot. I think she, she beat Yohana three times. She might have. She beat her as recently as uh, the last time December two thousand eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she beat Jessica I, and then she beat Liz Carmouche. Mm-hmm. Valentina's scary, dude. When the UFC was here in Austin, I fucking we drove by and I saw her standing outside, and she was intimidating. Her ponytail is really tight, and I'm like, you don't fuck around with a chick with a tight ponytail like that. You just kind of leave <laughs> them alone. No. And she does that <laughs> fucking crazy ass dance. Yeah. I, I would fight Dylan Dennis before I fought Valentina Shevchenko. And then we get into this main event, son. Dominic Reyes and Johnny Bones. Both are undefeated. Dominic Reyes is 12-0. John Jones, I'm going to say it right now, is 26-0. He's not 25-1. That man Hamill lost his He's account. 26-0. Uh, literally a motherfucker. Probably the hands-down best MMA fighter yeah, in the world. Of all time. Like, let's be real. I mean, I don't see him being beat, dude. I do not see anybody touching John Jones until he, like, misses a step, until he starts getting slow. Do you think that John Jones is on this crazy streak for a long time, right? Right. But those are all really big name dudes. Okay. Now it's like a new generation of dudes with not so big of a name yet. And he's really interested in taking them out, and I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't understand that approach when he's got a shit ton of fights at heavyweight. I get it. You don't want to go up to heavyweight yet, 32, 33. I get it. You know, it's probably coming in the next year or two. Mm-hmm. But what were you going to say, that he's not? Well, maybe he's just not like, you know, when you're going up against Shogun or yeah, so many other fighters that he fought like nothing you know right away like young johnny bones i feel like there was a stint where he had some questionable fights particularly the vidor and then Mm -hmm. the shale fight like those are two fights didn't necessarily need to happen he still fucked him up Mm -hmm. you know but did the stephen bonner fight even need to happen yeah i mean but that was coming up that was before he had the title uh you know i think that i think forrest griffin ditched that fight too like he was supposed to fight John Jones yeah. and he was like Nope, nope, Nate's, I'm not doing it. Yep, yep. nope, not doing it. <laughs> Miss me with that, son. Good call, Forrest Griffin. Yeah, and he Glad still you... talks about like how he just like avoided the John Jones fight. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that one. I already got the belt. Oh no, I don't need to go back there. I don't need to go back to that one. Uh shit. I John I don't think he's losing. Although Dominic Reyes, who knows, man. He can come in and shock the world. John Jones loses immediate rematch. You have to, right? He's goat. You yeah. have to give him an immediate rematch. But yeah, you know, unless he just gets starched. I mean, even then, Volkanovski doesn't want uh, Holloway to have an immediate rematch. He's I'm, like, a, I'm okay with that. Yeah, he beat him. But I'm okay Holloway's with that. Holloway's been champ for a long a while. time. A while, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I always go back to Anderson Silva losing to Weidman. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess if you losing asked, in the second round, getting like, caught. 
you know, handedly caught. It's not like he was even fucking Weidman up, really. He yeah. was toying with him, really. And he still got an immediate rematch. Well, I guess all the pros, all the UFC fighters are saying Weidman would have beat Silva before that fight. They were all calling Weidman before that. I mean, I don't really... I, I'm torn on those fights for two reasons. Both fights. The first match and the rematch. Obviously, second rematch, breaking his leg. I mean, out of nowhere... Could he have done it against any fighter? Yeah, probably. But he broke his legs. So you never really got to see where the fight was going. Although Weidman was winning the first round. The first fight, Anderson was cocky. Mm-hmm. He, was he did cocky. that little shiver yeah, dance Yeah, he was telling him to come and get it. And fucking got, he got it. He got it. He got right it, on son. the chin. Yeah, he did. And, you know, to me, that almost didn't warrant a rematch. But, I mean, Anderson was the GOAT at that time. Yeah. And so... You got to give him one. John I think Jones the same thing with John Jones. Do that. I don't think he's going to come out and act like that. I think no. And if it is a catch, I think it gets chalked up as a lucky shot, and you get John Jones the rematch. Is uh, Dominic Reyes bigger than John Jones? Same height? I don't know. He's not as tall as uh, Alexander Gustafson's talking about coming back too. Uh, uh, he's six four. God damn, that's gigantic. Yeah, and John Jones is six three. He okay. might be six four as well. John Jones is six four. Two fucking big dudes. Yeah, the Anthony Smith Tiago Santos fights back to back. I mean, Anthony Smith's on a tear though, and the way he fucked up Gustafson. I mean, you can't say that he him getting there was a fluke. Mm-mm. Anthony Anthony Smith is. What's that dude's next fight? Where's he at? Let's check this shit out. I think he does have a fight. I think he fell off after that John Jones fight. I don't think he's fought since that I he remember. Beat Gustafson. Okay, so he Gustafson. fought Gustafson and he beat him. Fourth round. Fourth That's round been... submission. Okay. A sub. Man. And then he did the he was like the coach of this the Quintet UFC team. Was he? He was on one of those. Anthony Smith was? I believe so. Oh shit. I didn't watch that Quintet, dude. I got it. I hear it was pretty fucking good. I hear uh McMally or Malley's fight. O'Malley's fight was pretty good. McMally, what I was called? He posted some confusing stuff on his Instagram that I really couldn't process. Maybe I was too hot to try to process it about his suspension. Uh, if, I think he's got a fight. If we're talking Sean O'Malley, I'm smoking weed, right? Right. <laughs> I'm probably high right now just because you mentioned him. He posted that uh, something about his suspension. I don't know if it was lifted or if he got he caught again. No, he he's is fighting. fighting. Yeah. Cool. As far as I know. I like that dude. I do too. Yeah, he's dope. He's got his purple belt. Do you want to go over the fights that are on the Adesanya Romero card? Yeah. You also have uh, Zhang Wilei fighting Yolanda in the co-main for the fucking strawweight title. Yeah. Yolanda's fighting for the title again? Yeah. Yeah, she's fighting uh, She's fighting the Chinese chick, Zhang oh. Wilei, whatever her name is, Willie Zhang. And... Uh, she kind of talks shit about Joanna. She's like, she really wants to fight Rose. She mm-hmm. thinks that Rose is the best competitor in that division. She said fighting Joanna is fighting a former champion. She understands the importance of it, but fighting Rose is fighting the best woman in the division right now, is what she says. I don't know what Rose is doing, though. You also have Jared Cannon here fighting on that card, but he doesn't have an opponent yet. Who spiked Rose? Uh, Not that chick, right? Not Gedalia. No, because she was just supposed to fight, and they pulled that card. They pulled that fight. Uh, fuck. Who did Rose just lose to? Zhang beat her because Zhang got the belt from her. Goes out the Jessica Andrade. 
Yeah, she dropped her on her head. Oh, uh, that card, Sean O'Malley versus Jose Quinnes. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's on the same fight, on the cool. same card. In Vegas. Uh, yes, yes. Tim Arena. They're fighting. Also, uh, Benil Darius is fighting Jakar Close. It's a pretty good card. Uh, dude, check out. So you've got uh, Kevin Lee versus Charles Oliveira got announced. Did you okay. see that? They're headlining ESPN Plus 28. And then there's another one I just passed to. Woodley versus Edwards is ESPN plus 29. I like Kevin Lee now that he's at uh, TriStar. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that, that knockout of uh, Gillespie yeah. was fucking mega. That yep. head kick. I think he's on the right track with a great coach. Can we look at this Kippy Ferguson card? Oh, what? Okay. Four fights announced for Khabib Ferguson so far. Obviously... Could be uh, Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson. How crazy is a record of twenty-eight and no, son? Yeah, I know. Oh man, okay. I know. All right, we'll go back. Uh, Uriah Hall versus Jacare. Damn, son, that's a fucking fight. Damn. Oh shit, son. Alligator. That's a fucking great fight. Ben Rothwell versus John Volante. I'm so happy Ben Rothwell is fighting again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a Ben Rothwell. Fan I used to drive sure. by his gym every day in Kenosha on the way to work Dope. in Lake Geneva. Dope. I'm sure he's a dope dude. I had never stopped in and met him, dude. I lived in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and the road you had to take to the town I worked in, he had this huge gym that I never stopped in that I wish I would have because it says Ben Rothwell on it really big. And I just always Nothing. drove right by it. Nothing? Nope. Uh, it's not, it's literally the third of the four fights, right? So we got Khabib and Tony, Uriah Hall, Jacare, Ben Rothwell, John Volante, Jessica and Josh versus Rose Namunas. Boom. There's our questions there right go. there. There you go, dude. Wow, that's a fucking crazy that's card, That's a dude. fucking already, rematch. That's four fights in and already a crazy card. What do you think the average payday of the UFC per pay-per-view that they do is? Like, the last one alone, they McGregor, $3 million, Cerrone, 200000 to win, 200000 to show. But, like, also pay-per-view sales on that. Like, you're making millions and millions, right? Well, I mean, I think you get points if you're in the main event because like, you're the you're the headline, right? So you're drawing in the purchases. Right. Normally, so like first fight, fight, first couple fights, they get like eight grand. Uh, I was looking at this last card. It was twelve and twelve, twelve to show, twelve to win. See, that's went up fucking so much since a couple of years eight ago. Eight and eight. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be eight, eight and eight. Yeah. It's good. Fighters are actually getting paid. Yeah. Like yeah. twelve thousand isn't a lot, but it's enough to like get every three months and make a living off of if you're healthy if you're competing regularly that's what i was thinking if you're doing if you're doing i mean see i wasn't no i thought about that and i don't think that's the case because i was looking into i was looking at the bottom cards right and the first couple people were making twelve thousand, and i was like man if you fight four times a year and you're healthy that's only 48 grand you can work at best buy and make that money yeah, and you got to pay your coaches, your team, whoever. Yeah. Granted, you're probably getting sponsorship money. You're probably getting incentives from elsewhere. You're probably getting, you know, oh, uh, maybe some points or some bonuses. But for the most part, I mean, I mean, it's a living. Yeah, if you're okay with doing like, the, you know, being 50 grand and being happy because you're fighting, I get it. I was just watching a fighter on YouTube talk about his paydays from the UFC. Uh, Yeah, uh, Miles Drew. Yeah, yeah, it was Miles Jury. He was giving the breakdown of it because he he's went like down an accountant. to a T. Yeah, yeah, he's like an accountant. He was just breaking it down. And yeah, doing all, I don't know if he's an accountant, but yeah, I think he's real estate. 
Yeah, something like that. What yeah. about fucking uh, Alchemine Sterling's son? He's got his black belt. Did he? Yeah. Man, he's coming up too. Yeah, he is. Bantamweight. Yeah. I, I think Bantamweight division, like, they need so much more right now. Yeah, there's nothing going on either. Because you've mean, got Suhudo. Oh, yeah. Suhudo's fighting. Uh, Aldo. That's right. Well, they're trying to make it or is it official? I know I can't. I <laughs> Every time we pause, there's like laughter in the background. I don't uh, know, but I know like that's the next fight because Cejudo wants it, so they're making it. Yeah, because you can't. I mean, you don't give you don't get Marlon Moraes that fight. I mean, most people thought Aldo won. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. Even Cejudo was like, "No, judges were bullshit on that." Yeah, I want. Oh, dude, we were talking about judging. Hmm. Oh, that's crazy, man. Crazy. All right. I don't know. I think this might be the best year for fights. There's a lot of cool fights coming up this year. Fucking knock on wood, dude. Let's hope yeah. they stick. I'm I mean, fucking again. I don't want to mention Khabib or fucking Tony. Uh, hey, we got Cerrone and McGregor out of the way already. That yeah, was huge. man. And we, yeah, fucking. What a way to start off the year, too. Yeah, yeah, dude. That card. I mean, and what's even better about that is you can almost get McGregor back in two months. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. Let's get this Mazadol card signed. Let's just do it. Come on. What are we fucking waiting for? You can make a what pop-up are we tent arena waiting for, in the son? middle of Utah. You could put this card anywhere. Anywhere. And it would fucking sell out. You could put them in. It would just be them. And it would fucking sell out. Like, let's be real. Let's yeah. be honest here. You know? You could fucking put them anywhere in the world, and they're going to fucking sell out. God forbid you want to go back to fucking Ireland and give Connor a hometown advantage. Oh, man. You wouldn't do the O2 Arena for you a would. Connor fight. No, you do Vegas so you can get stars and people to come out. Yeah, for sure. Or Russia to fight Khabib. E. I don't like that fight. I want the people to stop talking about it. I don't it like that fight Because I feel either. like Connor's got to work his way back into it. Mm-hmm. Khabib says win 10 fights, then talk. He said he only do it for $100 million. Did you read that? His dad or his coach or somebody came out and said, yeah, we'll take the fight for $100 mil. And that's it. We will not take the fight for any less. It's okay. <laughs> I guess. If you're no, Khabib, no, you man. call those shots. I'm not trying to play with the Russian politics oh, that shit, are in the son. UFC or that little terrorist that's always with Khabib. Fucking Ozzy, uh, or whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah. Have you watched that dude's... Uh, there's a, a guy on YouTube. I forget his name. But he has an entire like hour-long breakdown of how shady that dude is. And he's also, I think, writing a book on it. And all these fighters are like, I love this dude. Yeah. Well, he's got that weird, he's a part of, there's a weird like con MMA academy or there was that came up in, in Saudi Arabia and they were having a bunch of big name dudes go out there. Weidman, a bunch of other dudes went out there and like were fucking about it. But like the Saudi prince had some shit to do with it too. Yeah. The new one, the, the, like the good guy over there. Uh, There's a good guy over there. I guess like one of them is like trying to like give women more rights stuff like that I know that there's a dude that's like opposing the guy that killed Sh- uh, Khashoggi cause they killed that journalist like uh, two years ago remember yeah they chopped him up in the embassy I know that there's a guy that's trying to get the dudes that did that out of power I think he's the one that's trying to get the women's rights and stuff okay um but yeah Weidman was I was listening to an interview with Weidman and he was talking about how him and Verdum are over there and uh, you know, he said it was cordial, it was fine, everybody was professional, it was cool, and they were doing like grappling and like showing the prince some stuff and doing some things. And then uh, the prince had asked him, like, hey, you know, what would it take to like get you guys to fight right now? Like, what would it, you know, can we arrange that? And like they were kind of joking, and Weidman was like, but there was a hint of like 
seriousness in the air. Just fighting right there. Yeah, and then Weidman was like, and then I realized that this guy probably has the money to really get, like, whatever he fucking wants. And then he was just like, so I didn't even, like, think about it. It was just, like, this weird rabbit hole. And I was just like, dude, this guy probably does have enough money to where he can be like, yo, kill him. Mm -hmm. And here's a fucking bunch of money. And he probably just sees, like, the craziest shit. That's probably why he could just kill a fucking journalist. At the press conference uh, the other night, Daniel was talking about how Habib has Conor McGregor money. He does. He just doesn't flaunt it like that at all. Well, because he's Russia's, literally Russia's biggest star. Yeah. The the Middle East all has a fuck ton of money that they don't know what to do with. When you can go make a pop-up arena in a country and just sell it out and have it packed with the who's who in the Middle East... You're fucking with some high, high income money. Like, those dudes are not... When you think of Middle Eastern men, I think money. Like, yeah. all those dudes are rich. Yeah. All those dudes have so much. And Real fucking rich. They all love fighting. You yeah. Know? It's, it's and Weird cool. shit. Other weird shit. You can put Jorge Mazadov and Conor McGregor in Saudi Arabia, and that fight will blow up over there. But you don't. You put it in America so you can get fucking Tom Brady and fucking Matthew McConaughey in the audience. How fucked up that Tom Brady was sitting next to the owner of the Raiders, the oh, I, Las yeah. Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Dana White's like, somebody asked him at the press conference, uh, what was Tom Brady doing here? He's like, if he's not playing for Boston, who do you think he's playing for? Oh, son. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know. I So my friend Camila had a uh, this like audition today. She's an actress. And so she, she I work with her, but she called nice. me. And she was like, hey, I have an audition for uh, this like thing about football, and I have to be a fan, and I don't know anything. So what fucking do I say? So she was asking me questions, and I was telling her, like, hey, here's a field goal, touchdown, yada, yada. I was giving her like, all these details. And then she's like, who, who, what games just happened? And like the Super Bowl. I know the Super Bowl is coming up. What's up there? And like, so I told her, I broke that down for her. And she goes, okay, okay. Hey, they may ask me for like my favorite team. What do I say? And I go, Patriots. And she goes, okay, Patriots, why? And I was like, what are they going to ask you? And she goes, well, they're probably going to ask me who's my favorite team. And I go, here's how you respond. New England Patriots. Tom Brady's the GOAT. Bill Belichick is godlike. Go Pats. Yeah. And then if they go, if they ask you any follow-up, you just go, six rings. And then I, and she was like, why do I say that? And I was like, just say it. Six rings. And she was like, why? And I was like, because they have six Super Bowl rings. It's the most. Just say it. And then she's like, okay, okay. So what do I say if they say this? And I was like, just hold your hands up and say six rings again. <laughs> That's all you have to say. Just say six rings. It's great. <laughs> I don't know how the audition went. She said she'd let me know. But Are you a football fan? I was. Okay. I was. I, under, I mean, I've fallen out of sports for a couple of reasons. Mainly because MMA is my sport. Yeah. And like I, I don't have the capacity for other bullshit right now. I used to be into football for like fantasy and shit. Um, I was a Houston Texans fan for for a long time. Uh, I mean, I still am. I'll watch football. I'll probably watch the Super Bowl. I watch a couple, a little Who bit. Who doesn't watch bit the, of the playoffs? Bowl. Yeah, but I'm not fucking crazy. Dude, the shop is so dead while working on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh yeah, dude, and we've been dead the last three Sundays because it's been playoffs. It's nobody's been doing a bunch shit. Of other bullshit. Yeah. The best was when we uh. Like, my first year back with Atomic, we were trying to find the Super Bowl online before we had cable in the shop, mm-hmm. and we got to stream it in Spanish. Dope. That was amazing. Yeah. I was, like, attentive to the Super Bowl. Like, my mind, like, I was like, <laughs> oh! The, the commentators were so good. It was like you were watching a football oh, match. Shit. You know, like, you know how the commentators are for soccer? Yeah. The whole time, they're so pumped on everything that happens. I'm like, man, these guys make football fun. And then you hear, like, 
Tony Romo fucking commentating oh, on a football game. You're like, man. Hey, Tony Romo is like the Rogan of commentating, though. He's very, very analytical. When He's, you go to Jamie's hometown, yeah, entering, it's like home of tony romo is it yeah he's Where's she from burlington wisconsin and he doesn't even claim that shit like no, when he not. goes back to wisconsin and it's like it's nothing one of her old bosses like will travel to wherever he is hang out with him still shit like that it's fucking like he's like the star in this small shitty wisconsin town weird but like yeah his name is definitely like tony romo home of and then now when you go back to my hometown, you see Corey Anderson. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, well, dude, that's kind of sad. He's supposed to be coming back pretty shortly because his daughter, the whole kidnapping, did you not? That wasn't Corey Anderson. Who was that? That was somebody else. Are you sure it wasn't Corey Anderson? Yeah. It was another. Was it really? It was another fighter. Not black oh. gentleman, is that what you were going to yes. say? <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't Corey Anderson's daughter? Yeah, because Corey Anderson only has, like, a baby. Whose fucking daughter was that, then? It was somebody's daughter got killed. Stepdaughter. Yeah. Somebody's stepdaughter went missing for a long time, and it's very sad because they found her dead, and she was, like... Yeah, they did. She was a super, super, super pretty, like, 19-year-old chick. Either way. Walt Harris. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's like, not Corey Anderson. That dude has too many guns and bows and arrows. Nobody's stealing That's any right. of theirs. That's right. He was on Rogan and fucking talking about... That was so random. That yeah, was such was. a random podcast to have Corey Anderson on there. It made me like him, though. Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, yeah Corey Anderson. Way to go. Oh, shit. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought he was cool, dude. Oh, man. All right. Almost two hours in. We wrapping this bitch up? If you want to, I'm down. Right. I think we're good. I've had a good time. It was a good fight talk. Dude. Thanks for I'm having glad me. That, I'm glad that it was fight based. Dude, thank you for coming on. I'm glad we did it. I think we need to do it more often. Yeah. Let's be completely honest. Um, but yeah, hey, good luck uh, in February. Thank like, you. We're gonna. I'm gonna fucking be there, and we'll. I'll obviously like fucking shout it out and blast it up. If anybody's in the Austin area and needs tattoos, you're obviously the guy to go to. Yes. Assad tattoo. Do you want to shout out anything? <clears throat> yes. Uh, out there. You can find me on Instagram at Asad Tattoo. That's a sad tattoo, all one word. Um, everything in my life is a sad. It's my last name. Um, you can find me at Atomic Tattoo here in Austin on Burnett Road or at Val BJJ on North Lamar. Um, get locked up, son. You can get your knee taken. Yeah, get come your leg taken away. Come do some leg locks on a Tuesday with me. Get the gym going up on a Tuesday. Uh, I'm trying to get fight to win. February 22nd so as well. Let's just recap that. So you for sure have Sub FC. That's on February 15th. Yep. That's the card that's got several other Austinites on it. Man, I forgot to tell you. I got fucking poked in the eye last night again. Oh, dude. Real bad where I, where I was like, oh, my fucking eye. Who did it? Some, this guy? No, it was Claudia. I was rolling with her. One of the girls that comes from Clanches. Really good blue belt. Yeah. Super technical, but like all over the place. And she's like 100 pounds. So like... Mm. You don't know where the fuck she's yeah. going most of the time. And then she went to grab my head, and I had deja vu of Gabe grabbing my head because same shit, oh, but my no. right eye. And I started tapping right away on her, and she had no idea what was going on, and my eye was hurting, but it wasn't the same. I was like, if I had to pull out the same fucking card that I had to pull out of last year because of another eye poke, I'm just going to say fuck it and never fight for this promotion that again. That was Sub-FC last year? That was Sub-FC. when Is I was it the same spot? No, it was somewhere different last year. I remember going to that. Yeah. Because well, we watched a doll fight. We watched yeah. a doll fight, Chris. Yeah. 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 40 pound difference. 
Dude, that was such a good fight. Yeah. So for Adal, especially. He's come to Rudy's a couple times. Dude, Adal's fucked up. Adal's went... He was at the Kasai... The Kasai trials and gave some fucking black belt a run for everything. Like, a really good black belt that's well known. Whoa. Adal won against him and it was like, try and heel hook something and shit. Oh, shit. When was this? Uh... After his stroke. Oh, shit. Yeah. Adal was like... He did really well at that. Dang, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know he's competed even recently. I know he's back into training like crazy. It was a though. while ago. It was just a little thing that they had at Cooper's, like, Casayo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember that. They yeah. streamed it, and he was, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, Adal was a killer there. Dang, dude, he went against the black belt? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Because it was uh, Casayo. Like used to open, yeah, yeah. Yeah, open. But you can find me at Asad Tattoo yes. on Instagram. Uh, I got... Karen FC, sub FC. I, I think it's called Karen 2. Um, it's three mats, all pro fights for the day. You can yeah. get tickets from me for 20 bucks. Uh, fight to win, Austin, I'm trying to get to. Hopefully, if I get that, it's a month away, and I'll have tickets for that as well. It's really hard selling tickets for two Austin events, one it's week right. after another. But right. if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, there is. Uh, I wasn't stressed about... I'm not stressed about this match. I'm pretty confident, and I'm, I'm excited. I just want to go on and put a show on for my friends, do, my fans. You're always mm. doing. You're fucking phenomenal and can't wait to see it. Uh, anything else? Anything else you want to close out with? Uh, no, just spread love. Be cool. Spread love and be cool, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, man. Take it easy. Thank you.